We're learning more tonight about a deadly car crash at speeds alleged to be over 100 miles per hour. My name is David Collins, previously on The Blind Mike Project. Well, uh, David Collins, thank God you're with us. To the other, other David Collins, rotten peace. Have a nice dirt nap. Yep. So I thought, you know, the only other guy that I know of that started Radio News 18 is the Opster, the great Opener, who's a friend of this show, by the way. Yeah. Us. yeah, that's true. The amount of money they were throwing at us. Can you use your stupid brain? Why would I not sign a contract for no good reason? Did you go to school? And that's you. Yeah. But except you're 6'4", set of hair, yeah. the chain, yeah. the roly, yeah. the fucking Ferrari. So people get it. They forget that. But if somebody takes the time to get to know you. Well, these are just some of the names that will not associate with Coach HP. <laughs> All right, last thing I'm going to say about the six down thing. We're all in this together. <laughs> um, we're going to find out what he meant. Okay? Everyone that's watching live right now, get to it. With co-host Craig, now here's your host, Blind Mike Geary. me, of course, is uh, the great Hack Ride filling in for Craig. Hello, buddy. Well, hi, it's me, Hack Ride. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is not. a blind guy already, huh, Hack Ride? <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Oh, it's, what it's fun early. we have here, huh, everybody? <laughs> was Hello, the, was everyone. The, was the Potato Song, is that an actual children's song, or is that just meant to torment our guest? It is now. Oh, yes, okay. it is. Yes, I made it for you, Cardiff. Did you like it? No. I also didn't like did my job. before the show trashing me from being insufferable. <laughs> we knew you were there. Gardiff came into the stream yard and I was like, uh, oh, he's probably pulling one of his wacky, one of his zany bits with us. He's not, he, who knows if he's even going to show up, this guy. You're saying I'm exhausting, Blind Mike. <laughs> I was like, fuck that guy. And then he pops in. I'm like, hey, Gardiff. <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't. I would, Cardiff. If I felt that way, I wouldn't have you here because uh, you did something that roped me back into the world of stuttering John this week, which we'll get to. Um, but I just—it was, it was funny. That was this week, wasn't it? <laughs> what a whirlwind it's been, huh? Jesus. So, you guys know those of you that uh, watch this program know I made a, made a big proclamation. I said, guys, I'll never talk about this hunk of shit again. I'm never talking about John for as long as I live. I'll never speak about him. And that was, what, like 45 days ago? Something like that? The egg is still wet on your face. Blind <laughs> Mike here. Well. Uh, for, from minute one, I said it was not going to last. Hello. Yeah, never never going to happen. Welcome we to the I Told You So show. <laughs> we all knew on some level it wasn't going to happen. But uh, I did say at the time, I said, we'll talk about something if it's a 10 or higher. And then I went to the people of YouTube with my tail between my legs. I put a poll up this week. And I said, you guys decide. And here's the thing is like, uh, what's nice about having a, a small audience as we do, I'll spin having a, a small YouTube channel. What's nice about it is I was ready for everyone. Like, this is what I see on Reddit with Carl, where anytime Carl tries anything, they're like, you piece of shit. Fuck you for trying something new. How fucking dare you? And that's what I was ready for. And then pretty much uh, we have a small enough audience that everyone was like, yeah, man, just do whatever you want. Like, if you like talking about it, just fucking talk about it. It's fine. It's like, oh, but, okay. Good. But blind Michael Geary. Yes. Much much like I did to Steve Castellano in 1997 when he told me that he's kicking heroin 
And then three days later, he asked me for heroin. I'm going to say no to you. I'm not, <laughs> not giving you any out. stuttering John. Nope. I'm not letting you back in. Well, this is this is the this is what it felt like. That's why I was invited on Point Devil Points, and I was like, "Good, I'll get my, I'll get that out here." You know, I'll just have a little taste. Carl invited. He's like, "Carl's like, you know, you can have a few beers, right? You're not a pussy." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I have. I'm not. I'm not gay. I can have a couple of beers with the boys." And now O'Doul's. here I am. O'Doul's. have some O'Doul's. Yeah, <laughs> it was brought to my door. <laughs> so yeah, we are talking about stuttering John today, but and also one- rest in peace, Steve Castellano. Who is Steve Castellano? Oh, he's a your friend of mine. No, he's a friend of mine. He's dead from heroin. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Steve. <laughs> I hope the same Jeez. thing doesn't happen to you, blind Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Carter's fingerprints are all over this now. So one thing I was going to say, though, is like the part of the reason I wanted to stop talking about John was like the stuff, for example, Phil Elmore was, a do- was doing annoyed me where I was on with him and Vinny for that, that classic battle that they had. Mm-hmm. I was on that episode. And uh, I I noticed like, oh, Phil's emailing the clubs now. And then he does a show called like Saving the News or something. It was like a news show that he- Surviving the News. Surviving the News. Yeah. That he turned into like Stuttering John every night. And it was always like a sensational headline. And I was like, oh, I don't want to come off like that. Like That to me, I really didn't like. And then when I logged in to my YouTube channel today, the title of this episode was Stuttering John, the return of the master. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's the opposite of what I want to do. <laughs> yes, you're welcome for all that work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> the, algorithm, the YouTube algorithm really is catered to. Mike hates views. Mike hates views. But I wanted the people to know it's one of the several topics we talk about. So don't just like, you know. Don't get your hopes up. We're going to yeah, move on you, to other things. Blind Mike, you lead him in with the big back. You're not talking about the fish fillet. You lead him in with something. It's a loss leader. He's a loss. I understand. I understand. Okay, marketing with hack ride. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, brand yourself as a demon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, the, you, you, I mean, yeah, you, you will definitely get a lot more views talking about Stuttering John. But, yeah, the Phil Elmore's, I was, I was a little... I don't want to say irritated by Phil Elmore, but it was the, uh, the the Johnny come lately, I guess. That was my what a lot of people accuse Shuli of. Like to me, that was always like they have some sort of personal relationship. I get that Shuli did definitely step a little bit on what Carl was doing, but like it's from a different enough angle where like you know John accused Shuli of being his mole and all yeah. that stuff. Like it, it is what it is. Phil literally felt like. And maybe people will accuse me of this, but genuinely, like, I have a lot of similar interests to Carl. So I'll talk about John and Opie gay and sex. Tom Myers, gay sex and mm-hmm. frosting our tips. We have a lot of similar interests. Phil, to me, felt like a guy that just came in and was like, oh, I, I'm i going to completely change my channel to get views. You know, that's how it appeared to me. But yeah, he he was again, I was willing to give him a chance. Again, I, I'm willing to give anyone a chance if, if you're if you're an old school stool, old stool old school Stern guy or something. And you want to jump in on this. I'm yeah, I'm cool. I'm fine. I don't, I don't own anything here. I don't, nothing belongs to me. So it's not right. for me to, to pass out uh, dabbler tokens to, to play the game. Yeah. But he was, I think he was, it was on that show that you were on and somebody played the, it was one of the, um, someone made a, a, a Steve Langford reference. I want you to go to jail for this. And he yeah. had no, and he had no idea what it was. 
it's when he brought up like emailing the club because to me that also oh, yeah. felt like something That's that was an you can hear me react live on air where i was like oh god yeah and to me it was something like he made it seem like it was this moral obligation he had to teach john a lesson and to me it felt more like hey guys look at how cool what i'm doing is i'm one of you it didn't feel genuine to me. And that's kind of where I was like, all right, let me take a break from John. But I think a lot of people in that, that poll I put up, a lot of the comments were just like, yeah, just mix it in once in a great while. Don't do it every week. But like, if you like talking about it, then you should talk about it. And one of the things I really wanted to talk about, there were two this week. One, uh, Carl covered beautifully. Well, he covered both of these, but he covered the uh, stuttering oh. John crying episode, the the meltdown that he had where he's, this is one of the things I wanted to stop talking about with John in a way where it's like, you're doing this again, where you have this tearful, I was a teacher and I influenced a lot of kids and I would call their homes <laughs> like this Braveheart speech you would give. So I was like, you're doing, you're doing that again. That's the stuff that felt repetitive, but it, it reeled me in a little bit. I was hooked. And then when the I saw Tom, Myers, it's on this Tom Meyer's show. hero speech, Yes. That, that yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm running thing. into a burning building. I'm a firefighter. Yeah. I'm a cop. Whatever. So when I, then when I saw Cardiff on, I I messaged you uh, as I was watching it, and I was like, "This is brilliantly done," because to anyone that thinks John's gonna learn the error of his ways or you're gonna teach him a lesson, Cardiff finally proved definitively it's just not gonna happen. There's no talking sense to this guy. So uh, hack it, right, it'll sink in for a little bit. Let's just since since we set it up like this, let's get we'll get to uh, Kevin Brennan maybe after the John stuff, but let's just dive into uh, Stuttering John if we could. Is that okay? Absolutely. Uh, this one is called "What Have We Missed?" Yeah. So this is uh, you're gonna have to fill me in, Cardiff, because you know I I've paid attention a little bit, but maybe I've missed some things. I don't understand what the fuck this was. This is how he opened the show that you were on. I don't know if you saw this at the very beginning. Yes, I was I was busy trying to get onto the show because he sent me a link, but still had me blocked in StreamYard <laughs> at this point. So, yes, I was watching. We should have done that to you. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right, here we go. Why, hello, everybody. I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry I'm late. When I got back from the Army, I just had to take my second shit of the day. And let me tell you Pause something. Pause real quick. He's he is talking about My the Salvation boys. Army, right? He's not trying yes. to no, convince us that he's joined the military. <laughs> calls it calls it the army. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> the army. <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny you mention that, Blind Mike Geary. Yes, because on tonight's episode of T Potato Soup, a Tuki a Tuki Soup Potato Soup crossover Christmas miracle extravaganza. Wow. Yes, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I do have a clip of him from yesterday saying that him and Dan were in the war. So I don't know. I don't know. The sump really wars. Have, the wars of the sump. I really have no idea, but he does. He's, maybe he's going to lean into some stolen valor soon with his Salvation Army service. Oh, that'd be funny. He shows up with dog tags and, <laughs> and a bell. It would be a crime if I faked these. <laughs> Let's continue. The same guy who made my diploma made me these. Be <laughs> really angry. You have no idea. The burning sensation. It's killing me, these roids. This is how we it's start so the show. painful. All the blood. 
This is better than most. That's blood I could be donating to somebody who needs it. But instead of... Is that an accusation people have left? Like, hey, you should be donating your hemorrhoid blood. Why aren't you... (laughs) No, that's just John's way of making a witty joke about hemorrhoids. See, Vince, the lawyer, has told him how much his kids love when he jokes about his hemorrhoids and, and, and scat humor. Like the ah. shitting <laughs> jokes, so he's really leaning That's into really... it. For, for, for he's really giving Devin and Alexander what they what they crave the most. It's, kids, gather around. We're gonna watch a, a stunt boy from thirty years ago talk about talk about the aging process. He's getting he's an older man now. <laughs> Red, Red Cross locations around the world are now getting bags of hemorrhoid blood just dropped off on their stoop. Here, this is fascinating. This. So as we watch this, and like Cardiff's doing a great job translating for me, because like I said, I haven't been watching as much as I was, and I turned this on, and I went to the beginning of the episode to pull clips, and I was like, what, what bit is he doing here? He continues. This continues for a while. Well, in your defense, it is a very visual gag. So oh, okay, maybe good. missed the big part of the joke. Okay, good. Being a tittertarlet. Ah, ah, Jesus. Pounding a Red Bull. That's good for the hemorrhoids. Uh, it's a diuretic. Two shits. And whenever you, nothing really comes out, it's just a sensation. And when you push, the roids start getting bigger. I got like three roids. Oh, really, to, to, to break this down for you more. Yeah. Ever since the shitting the sheets controversy, yeah, where he used his hemorrhoids as the defense, like he, if you if you were to chart his his topics of his shows over the last say two three years, hemorrhoids was a very very small part of his show. Sure. But ever since the shitting the sheets and the hemorrhoid defense, he's he's peppered it in more. He's building up that that he's he's changing history is what he's doing. <laughs> He's really, he's really trying to show. See, I've had these hemorrhoids the whole time. That's all it was. It's interesting that that's. It's interesting that that's the logic behind it. Because me watching this, it seems almost. If you didn't know anything about it, it seems as if he's taunting you guys like he doesn't really have hemorrhoids. It seems like that's the bit he's doing. Maybe I don't. The tone is what's throwing me off. I think. Yeah, no, he's just a genius comedian. That's all. That's that's the tone you're hearing that you don't. It's a thinking man's comedy. I've thought a lot about this. Yeah, it's really painful. Jesus Christ. Let me. How does this not get you demonetized on YouTube? We've talked about the stuff like that Barstool has gotten taken down or even just this channel. How does just the grossness of John not get you banned from YouTube? He's a liberal. (laughs) That's right. Uh, uh, We have up next Tukey and Cardiff. Yeah, so this is the real crux of the issue. So for any of my people that haven't been following John as diligently as most in the Dabbleverse, this is, uh, well, the main subject we're talking about today is him going after Tukey and Cardiff. So let's hear from John first. We did get Rocco Burrow's address. We did. That we know is true. I know his wife's name, his kids' names, everything. Am I going to do anything with it now? Not yet. It feels no. like Liam Neeson t- talking to the kidnappers. 
<laughs> we got, we got, we've got your information. I have a very special a, set of skills. I've got a very special needs set of skills. <laughs> and that brings us to the question of the day. Now, I swear, hold on, this is the girl that I'm supposed to go on a date with tonight. Let me see. Oh, that's pretty rad. How, how long was this after the hemorrhoid talk? Was this right after the hemorrhoid talk? Uh, this girl's coming out with me. Was, this, was there a space in between? <laughs> that's a good point. I think there's a little space, but not nearly enough. Certainly not enough for comfort if I was the one going on the date. All right, I have an idea, Cardiff. Put the, where he's talking about his hemorrhoid, up on Tinder and see what kind of girls we get. Here we go. I don't work for you, Hackride. Yes, you will. All right. I left, I left the typing in. You can keep playing it, Hackride. But I left the typing in because I've said this before, but his typing sounds cartoonishly like if you were writing a cartoon and you needed, you know, big dumb oaf typing. This is it the perfect audio for it. It is. Hypnotic. It doesn't help that he's using his... Uh, his laptop so anyway to broadcast with so look i don't personally have i don't have a problem Carter. so it's nice i removed the strike on Carter. true okay so so that's exciting so basically if you could summarize this for us hackride where do we stand now because i know a lot has happened has he I heard him Friday, I think it was, saying now he's cool with you and Tukey, even though he's, he's already doxed Tukey. Yes. But I guess he's Multiple cool with you guys times. now. Is that right? That is that is correct. Okay. And he's in the process of removing. He can't remove the strike on Tukey because Tukey countered, but he has sent an email to YouTube as he was instructed to remove the strike, even though he was already countered. Do you think, is there an expectation with John where yes. when he gets to a good place with you guys, when he removes the strike and all that, is there like an expectation in his mind that you and Tukey are going to stop interacting with like Carl and Shuli? Because I feel like that's what the crux of all, this, all of this is. Because what frustrates, what frustrates me about John is like one week he's friends with a the guy, then the next week he's not, then he hates them, then he loves them, then they're an asshole, then they're on his show. I think there's some expectation with him, like, okay, me and Cardiff are good now. He'll never associate with Carl again or something like that. There was a time. I mean, we, me and John have had quite the roller coaster of a relationship. Sure. But there was a time, I believe, where um, he turned, He, you know, I, I backstabbed him by going on Shuli's show or Carl's show or whatever. But I'm never going to stop uh, doing that. And even when I did stop going on Shuli's show, it was for the bit. Like, it was just it was right, fucking right. nonsense. But I did make it very clear in my e the email he referenced uh, where I, I, I went on one knee and begged him to, to remove the strike from my, yes. the very, the very uh, legitimate strike from my channel. I believe I put it. <laughs> uh, I said, I, John, I will only from here, from here on forth, I will only goof on things that you put on the internet. Good natured ribbing, I think, is the term I used. I, I borrowed from, from Kevin Brennan. Yeah. No, I'm not going to stop doing potato soup. It's a, the show's a hit. Come on. That's what's vexing is you saying like, hey, John, from here on out, I'll only do, I'll only cover stuff you put on the internet. That's all you've ever done to my knowledge. That's all I've ever done, yes. That's but he, got, he, he just looped me into the wedding video. I mean, tech, I mean, come on. I mean, Ralph was on the wedding video. Anyway, uh, but sure. there's, there's, there's things we don't need to get into right now.
What? Oh, well, we might have we might have some clips alluding to that, but let's keep going in uh, in order. This one is called the origin. Yeah, so he's talking a little bit about like in his mind how this all started, I guess. Um, the origin of all. So what happens is Vinny and I are supposed to do this comedy show in Rochester, right? And me, yes. Yes. And then all I said was, Vinny, can Cardiff, like, just in the meeting, can he be himself and not a fucking potato? Do you think that's, a, like, a unheard of request? Uh, it's not. Well, yeah, I think it's definitely. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever said, let me see the potato without the potato before for an event. But, but John... The past, I, the past I two weeks But the past two weeks of you throwing my name around, and, and actually it's pretty close to what my actual name is, so that's a pretty good bit. Anyway, you proved why I didn't want to go in a meeting without the filter. Yeah, but I no, 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 no. You did that you show with Tukey Trash and you know, the anti-trans shit and the fucking racist shit about my wife's my ex-wife's husband. I didn't do that show. Oh, I thought you did do that show. No. Oh. Oh, I thought you were on that show. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Well, I, I got bad intel then. Intel? You didn't watch it? <laughs> That's what's so fucking frustrating about John, is he just believes everything everyone says to him. Well, it's the, the video of mine that he struck was probably almost to the letter of the law, the most transformative video I've ever produced. What what was it? Just so, for background? It was a minute and 30 seconds where he was um, saying that I threatened him in an email. and said, yeah. I'll show you, I'll show you, but he doesn't. So I show them and I put up all the context to the accusations he was making towards me. Like I was pretty much, I was just defending myself against the accusations he made. And I showed where he threatened me, not where where I threatened him. So... Again, it was, it just made no sense. I'm like, of all the things you're going to strike, this is the one? <laughs> this, is, this is where it gets frustrating with John. And this is why, I, I, in my mind, I was kind of like, maybe I can try to tell these guys, like, hey, take a break from John. Now, clearly, even I couldn't do that. So I, I understand you and Carl are never going to do that. But in my mind, I was like, now his entire show is bringing up you and Tukey and Lady K and the dues payer and uh, Barbara Levy and Silent Mike and bitching about them. And it's the same complaints every single day. Like, that's his whole show now. What would he do? How would he fill time? Or would he even do a show if for like a month you guys pretended he didn't exist? And that to me is fascinating because now he, before he had his like political shit. Now he's dug himself in a hole where he has to keep the war going. Are you saying... Are you are you are you alluding to the fact that the Dabbleverse and Stuttering John are like two leeches 69ing each other? <laughs> like we need each other to survive now. <laughs> well, actually, no, because I think like Carl, for example, would his podcast would be just as big if he stopped talking about Stuttering John. Like some people would be annoyed, I'm sure. But yes. like it's still an interesting concept for a podcast. Like it's a good podcast without Stuttering John. So actually, I'm kind of saying the opposite. Like he he always is like Carl needs me to survive. I don't think that's true. And even listening to you, like I know most of what you do is still probably John related. Yes. But like I think you're a funny, interesting guy. Like I would have you. I have other topics that we're gonna get to that I hope you stick around for because okay. I think you're an interesting broadcaster. 
So I don't think, like, I think John is the only one. Maybe you could argue Chuli. Like, I don't know if people are watching as much if he's not talking about John. I just don't know what he does. But, like, the rest of you guys, I think, would be fine. Like, Tuki would be fine <laughs> yeah, if John and, didn't exist. And and Carl, obviously, yeah, Carl would be fine, too. But I think it, I think it makes the show a lot more fun. Like, sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, but I guess my point is, you guys are getting to a point where people are interested in you guys as as yes. shows and broadcasters. Yes, yes, John, you've, you've they're, they're not. You've, you've hit on it, Blind Mike. Let me interject. Yes. You, you guys are bigger than the Dabbleverse. Get out of here. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're playing with your food. That's how I look at it. Tukey, <laughs> Cardiff, you guys, you could have millions of followers, and yet you sit around and hang with John. Why? What sort oh, yeah. of perverted, sadomasochistic potato no, are you? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just, I get why. Like, look at me. I'm talking about it now. I, I do find Oh, no, you belong here. You belong here, Blind Mike. Yes, you, you're exactly where you belong. Cardiff, what are you doing? Well, yes, I will, I will admit that I'm extremely talented. Yes, you're correct, Blind Mike. I am a genius. Yes. Tukey ain't bad either. Yeah. But this is our niche of the internet right now. This sure. is where, I mean, we could go somewhere else. Well, like millionaires always, at a strip club, get out of here and get wives. God damn it. We've <laughs> often, we've often joked. Like we just want to appear in some other universe. Yeah. Like there's, there's some other dabble verse type universe somewhere on the internet that we don't know about that. We just want to pop into and just, just to see people say, what the fuck is a puppet and a potato doing here? What happened? <laughs> well, I'll tell you though, here's the interesting thing about John is like, I look for that shit for who are these socials sp specifically. And it's like, we have some funny people. Like, I think Delete Laws as a character is a lot like Stuttering John. Mm -hmm. But there's no one that gives you the wealth of content that John does. Yeah. Maybe a lot of it's probably because he battles back with you guys now and stuff like that. But there's there's no one else where every day it's like, I have to talk about this because this guy's making such a buffoon of himself. And the history, like, and the, the, True. the, the career. I mean, if Corey Feldman was doing a daily podcast, yeah. maybe maybe right that that's a, that, but even that that's another example where it's like cory feldman an interesting guy it's not every day that you have something new to talk about yeah so is there uh, a guy currently on stern that would be as interesting as stuttering john if they had a show right now not even howard no. stern no yeah right. Right. No, <laughs> no. What, what, what about this fred norris and or sour shoes i think those two could come. no because they wouldn't it's not no one's as interesting as john has he says he's the goat <laughs> i love i love sour shoes but he's he is a character right. john is a character yeah, characters john. are terrible john's or, himself yeah john's himself every day <laughs> all right up next we have well said john uh sorry doxing doxing is up oh this i mean this is a big this is a big thing and this is something that cardiff points out again masterfully over and over again to john is john tries to spin this now you remember uh the the name that john said earlier i don't want to harp on it too much but it's out there that's tukey's name so John has been doing this thing where he's literally just doxing who Tukey is. And he's done it to Carl even after all this with Cardiff. I heard him spelling Carl's real last name, which the only reason you do that is if you want people to find Carl in some nefarious way. So he's still doing it to people, and it comes up when uh, Cardiff is on with him. Yes, and, and, and after this clip, let's do some super chats. I'm just throwing that out. Haven't I told you that I think that you're one of the funniest guys I have on this show? Well, we're both born so, if, so if I say this, then what? Okay. In your Didn't mind, you also say I'm not going to dox you, Cardiff? I didn't dox you. You, you thought you did. No. We knew Twice. it wasn't. All right, Timothy, that shit. We knew it wasn't real. I, I <laughs> promise you. you just me and my buddy. Hook. 
We looked that name up a billion times. <laughs> Hold on. We uh, pause one sec. Cardiff, do me a favor. Yes. Uh, Google Timothy Electric, if you could. <clears throat> Will do. Let me, let me know when that process is done. Oh, oh really? Legitimately, you want me to I, Google Timothy Electric? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Timothy Electric. Yeah, it wasn't true either. No, go. And we knew it wasn't real. There was no Facebook. There was no LinkedIn. There was no Instagram. There was no fucking record. Lots of stuff. Of a tin, and, and then when that idiot gave us the, you know, the, you're Five a legend. <laughs> have, you, have you Googled the hack ride? You told Cardiff to. I didn't do anything. Whichever one of you. Neither. Uh, yes, I, gig, I Googled Tim Electric. Okay. Now do that <laughs> 999,999,999 more times. See if anything different comes up while you're okay. doing that, please. Let me, oh, shit. I'm Yahooing. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. Bing it. Use Bing. Use Bing. Location. We even looked that up. We knew it was fake. So then what was the purpose of going on the air, throwing that around? What did that do? I was doing that because the guy kept saying, do it. And then I thought, I'll do it. The guy maybe will give me real information. Ah. I thought if I believed his lies, then he would start telling me truths. Yes. And that always happens with people trolling you on the internet. If he thinks I'm stupid enough to believe this, then he'll definitely give me the good stuff. Yeah, that's the history of the internet. When someone says like, oh, I I stupidly believed the misinformation he gave me, now he's going to feel bad for me probably and start telling me the truth. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's how it works, I think, usually. All right, let's get to some super chats here. We got yes. piling up, Mike. Um, I'll go ahead and read this one, and then Electrify, who's also here, will read the next one. Uh, Simon343 says, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Simon. Electrify. All right, we got Dang Lizard, two dollars or two pounds actually. You made it longer than SJ's swan swan song. Goodbye, Mike. That's true. That's true. I think in that time, John did retire for a week, so I guess I did make it longer than him. That was a Jamaica trip. <laughs> yeah, I missed. I missed out on that. I think you missed nothing. All right, from <laughs> Schmel Buckman, dollar ninety nine. Schmel is a terminal bore. Uh, Schmuel. Very nice man. Yes. Oh, Bill is a terminal bull. Yeah, he had a minute over. I don't know what that means. He doesn't like. Hmm. All right, electrify Europe. Dang lizard again. Five pounds. Cardiff, did you request Crager's absence because he got after the little tater tots, or has he finally been caught? No, I was, I, I was. I was a little upset that in the invite I was not informed. I had to learn from Twitter this morning that Crager's wasn't going to be here. That's yeah, a little Cardiff bit of bait and switch. He said, uh, I believe the quote was, um, what was it? Not enough, uh, not enough puss for you or something like that. Uh, no craggers equals no sopping puss. Yes. On the show right. today. So <laughs> no puss. Cardiff electric. All we have, all we have is 21 year old girls in the comments going, I love when Car Craig doesn't wear a hat on this show. It really turns me on. Yes, yes, let's, sexy let's, beast. Let's wish him well at rehab. All right. Next up we have John, John's neglected cats. $1.99. I've been binging. Why are you laughing? I love it. Well, thank you, buddy. I know Cardiff's a big fan. He mentions uh, the Abbott and Costello episode that we did all the time. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I appreciate that. You should really do one on uh, Opie and Anthony versus Howard Stern. That would we, be great. As a matter of fact, Cardiff, we did. And 
Uh, guess what? Over the Christmas break, we've got uh, Opie versus Jim Norton coming out. It's a wow. bonus episode we did months and months ago, but uh, I'm releasing it for free next week. Oh, recycled crap. Okay, got it. <laughs> what do we do here? All right. Not to the people. <laughs> Have you seen our, our mic drops? That's all they are. All right, electrify, you're up. Okay, wish me luck. Penny five, wrinkle 12, 999. Yesterday, it's penis PTO. wrinkle 12. It's penis you. wrinkle. Yes, I know you were not trying to say <laughs> penis wrinkle. It's penis wrinkle. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd miss Craig's readings of these? <laughs> Pena five, wrinkle. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Yesterday, VTL and SJ were discussing renting Carl's place. John asks VTL if it was legal for him to eat spicy food because it would purposefully aggravate his roids. Order. He wants to get calculable blood everywhere. Oh, poor Carl. Lawyer's another guy that annoys the shit out of me, but we'll get, I think we have a clip talking about him, so we'll get to him in a bit. I, if but, you could just go back to penis wrinkle for a second, though. Yes, yes here you go. Here you go. I, I do want to know, does the, the 12 mean something, or were there 11 penis wrinkles before <laughs> this guy found the name that finally... Oh, interesting. And that he's still wit with it. He's like, oh, there's 11 more? Oh, I'm, I'm, I've had it since childhood. We're keeping penis wrinkle. God, penis wrinkle seven. Damn it. <laughs> All right, almost done. Got a few more. Uh, sh- uh, Shannon Duffy, dollar ninety nine. Vince takes Chinese HGH. Army Major steals Valor. And fuck you, Army Major is awesome. But I agree with the first part. Whoa, yeah, we can't, we can't have that. Ojeda's a great man. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever Allegedly. said fuck you to a super chat. That's amazing. All right, you're up. Magnesium linoleum, $5. Don't exaggerate, Mike. John also gets incredibly drunk and does whippets on his show, too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Has he, has he done whippets on his show? Uh, he, they alluded to whippets yesterday. So Vince, the lawyer, sent him some whipped cream cans. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, maybe. We'll, but I, I just oh. finished editing that clip for, for potato soup, tukey soup, Christmas extravaganza, crossover extravaganza tonight. I can't think And where of can people words. find that, Carter? Uh, on the Cardiff Electric YouTube channel and the Tukey's YouTube channel, all the YouTube channels. You want it on here? Put it on here. <laughs> we'll stream here as well. Yes, I'm going over here. I want it can everywhere. I, can I have uh, it on my channel at... too, Cardiff? Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, every channel. We'll do like when they would do like uh, Hurricane Katrina the telethons and shit like that. We'll, yes. we'll do it on every network. Stream simulcast. I don't care. <laughs> all right, some, just a few more here. Uh... Yeah, let's speed this process up. Jesus, you. Sorry, we're having fun. Day four alone. Uh, Who's Charles having Nicol- fun? <laughs> John's neglected cat. Day four alone in Canoga Park. The bowl of stale beer is gone. And we've licked uh, the takeout containers bare. We are not long for this world. Send help. Oh, poor kitties. All right. And last one here. All right. Go ahead. In my defense, my screen is really small. So, Cordis, $2. Hey, Cordis. This lineup is worth a super chat. Astronomical. You have it. Well, thank you. Right. Thank you, folks. That was excruciating. Let's two dollars, uh... but I mean, <laughs> All right, so this one is for you. <laughs> this one is called "Well Said, John." All right, yeah, John. I, I mean, he's known for his uh, articulation, so let's hear it. Hey, but you seem to do the same thing with fake information that you do with real information, because I've heard Rocco's name mentioned many times on this show. But that, hey, blame that on Vince. Vince <laughs> is the one who gave me that information. <laughs> So we blame the person that gave it to you, not the person that spouts it on his show every Vinny day. Vinny spouted on his show. But you spouted it on your show. So why are we talking about Vinny? Because he spouted on his show. It was out there already. So you don't have to keep repeating it. The wedding video was out there already. Why are you mad at Tukey? Because of Great because point. of just the way it was, like the way that he was trapped, like all the 
anti-trans. Let me say, Carl. Because I'm sure Vince, the lawyer, handled it with kid gloves (laughs) and played like harp music in the background. It's fascinating. You can actually, I think, if you listen close enough, hear the gears turning as he's saying, "How do I just spin this?" Okay, but hypocrisy in my favor. Like all the anti-trans. Let me say, Carl. I mean, do you have children? Do you have children? <laughs> Somehow we ended up back there. Give me their names. Like, if you have children, you're exonerated from. You're you're the only true human being that can feel compassion. If you have children, I'm I'm always waiting for him to go. Are you from Long Island? Have you been to Beth? <laughs> have you ever driven through Beth Page? You should know. If you've driven through Beth Page, you'd know. We don't do things like that. It's fascinating. And a lot of times when Cardiff is on, when you're on with John sometimes, Cardiff, I know you're like playing along with him. So you'll feed into his, like, you'll say what he wants to hear, basically. Just to not get kicked off, I assume. It's a little bit of let the reel out, pull it back in, let it out, put it back in. Yeah, Exactly. You didn't do any of that in this one, though, which is why I think I loved it so much, is you were literally challenging him at every turn. And it's a rare time where, I mean, he does erupt at some point. But it is a rare time where, for whatever reason, it seems like he wanted to please you. Like he Usually he just gets frustrated and will kick you off. He wanted to have a back and forth with you, which is interesting. And it's amazing the amount of hate I'm getting for that appearance. Like the amount of people that are like I, that are saying I'm pandering to John. I'm just. I heard you say I, that on WATP. I don't understand it. Is that it, really what people thought? It's not. I mean, not the mass. Yeah. <laughs> not the you know not the largest group of people, but the yeah. the few people that are the messages I'm getting that are just like fuck you, you pandering cocksucker. I thought it's the you you really held his feet to the fire this time. It made I, him I, look I, stupid I, on so many answers. I think I did, but. I, well, I guess maybe that says more about the people that are sending me the messages than anything else. Maybe yeah. they didn't understand. Maybe they yes, didn't imagine understand. you imagine you build a community where they shit on this guy all day, and then you go on a show. Of course, <laughs> they're gonna hate you. That's, that's I didn't build this. Inevitable. I just showed up one day. Might have been day uh, with, two, but I still showed lifetime, up one day. With your, he was on the construction team. <laughs> he showed up with his lifetime achievement award one day. He's like, hello. All right. So the next one we have is his kids. Always fun. Yeah, this is the it's the first time you were lucky enough to be on a rare occasion where he mentions his kids. Thank God. Yes, you have to admit this. You are the only one that brings up you bring up your children more than anyone else. Because so I love bring them. them to this sh- I know, but <laughs> if this show, this show them. that we're on right now is going to be goofed on relentlessly. As can a I, father, can I say should... by the way, like John, this all started. John was a, a newsman. You know, he did his political show with Richard Ojeda and Hal Sparks and all these people. Like, I'm assuming, you know, name name a a news person, Walter Cronkite, whoever, Tom Brokaw over the years. I'm sure they love their kids also, you know? Were they mentioning them every day? It's wild to be like, hey, you mention your kids a lot because I love them. It's like, yeah, a lot of people mention their, a lot of people love their kids. They don't have to mention them every broadcast they do. You say maybe I shouldn't talk about my kids on the show that's going to get goofed on relentlessly? It's going to get goofed on. Why? <laughs> because your show is the topic of goofing. Just go back a little bit. It's amazing. It feels like John is just now realizing, like, what? Why? You think people are going to make fun of this? What are you talking about, Carter? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> shouldn't you say maybe I shouldn't talk about my kids on the show that's going to get goofed on relentlessly? It's going to get goofed on. Why? Because your show is the topic of goofing. Ex- so you went into Ray DeVito mode right there. 
it's amazing you had to explain that to him. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. You think people are going to, like, make fun of this on the internet? Like, that this episode? Be- Why? <laughs> Why would they do that? It should become a new category on YouTube, the topic of goofing. <laughs> the topic of goofing. It should, honestly, it should be, and that way our shit wouldn't get demonetized so often. We have to put in a copyright claim and be like, ah, we're <laughs> fucking around. All right, the next one is called Real Names. Uh, yeah, so J- John constantly wants to throw out people's real names. He's called uh, Cardiff Timothy and Patrick Lewinsky and all these names. And it's something, and I've noticed this from the way you and Tukey have reacted to this. And even Carl, who didn't put his like real last name out there. You And you've said this over and over, Cardiff. Like, you guys are playing characters on the internet. But one thing you haven't done is throw a temper tantrum when john may put your real name out there your address or whatever you're like that fucking sucks but you move on so it's interesting to see how john uh, john uh plays this yes and real quick blind mike 326 in chat so you're welcome for the thumbnail did did i ask for any of this shit Mm, yes how (laughs) john i i've told you this before you what people are doing to you is what you were doing on the howard stern show you're Baba, no, Bowie. No, 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 You're no. Baba Bowie now, and we're Stuttering John. No, 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 no. This is the difference. Hey, Howard, uh, you, you want to hear what Baba, Baba, Baba Bowie did this weekend? That, we're yes. doing that to you. You're okay. Baba Bowie now. Okay. Now, Cardiff, here's the difference. I goofed on Gary as Stuttering John Melendez. Yes. You're goofing on Stuttering John as a fucking potato. Tukey's okay. goofing on Stuttering John as a puppet. Fucking obnoxious John is goofing on stuttering John as an orange. So, I mean, and all these other idiots, like the the the, the seventy five hundred people in Dabbles Anonymous are all anonymous. That's not what I did, including I, John, <laughs> including John, who's in there under a pseudonym, three or four, times. <laughs> at least, yeah, at least twenty of them. He was stuttering John Melendez. That's on your birth certificate, stuttering John Melendez. No, you were born stuttering right. John Melendez. All well, right. that, but that's the point. You were a character. We're characters, but you know, I was people still, should get this. I was still John Melendez, and when I goofed on Bowie, it was to his face. Yeah, well, I don't live in your apartment, so I have to do <laughs> it from here in Hamilton. Carter, come over if you're gonna bust my balls. <laughs> Never invited me. I'll fly you in. So here's here's where what might have even been a better point. Not that it would get through to John, but. Uh, okay, so you're going to use the argument like, hey, they were all friends on the Stern show. They were busting shops, whatever. You know who John wasn't friends with was Billy Crystal and Morton Downey Jr. and fucking Ted Williams and these people that he would harass at events. And I would say, didn't take it well, should have just played along with the joke. But John would say like, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so from WRLX in Cincinnati just to get into some event. Like, he would use fake names. And that's what he's forgetting, is that this is all for a show. John thinks he was part of, like, a frat. We're in this insulated world, him and Fred and Baba Booey. By the way, Fred's real name is not Fred Norris. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw that out there as well. What? Some people use stage names. So Eric. So in the business that John's in, so many people use stage names. Like, it's crazy. But it was it's funny you mentioned that on the in the breakdown Carl did of the crying episode. I think it was that one. We had we found the moment where he had his you can take this tape back to Howard. <laughs> it's not funny, it's not fun. Like yeah, he had, exactly. he where had it's like, that moment. 
John did that with these people. And I keep going back to this. Like, if, no, no, I'm saying John had his where he gave the speech that was very eerily similar to Billy Crystal's response. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've mentioned this to Carl a couple times now, but like, it's amazing to think if but 2018, 2019, when Carl started goofing on John, whatever the first episode is that he talked about John. If John saw that and was like, oh, that's kind of funny or oh, those guys are assholes, whatever ate it, internalized it, and never spoke of it again. We would I wouldn't be talking about John Melendez right now. I'd forget the I wouldn't know the guy did a podcast. Most of you you wouldn't either. You know? Maybe Carl revisits him once a year on WATP, if that. Yeah. But it like would, if, it would have been more than once, but yeah, it wouldn't have been it do you think so? Because at that a... time there was no real like Opie might have been a recurring character, but he didn't do a ton of that. Um yeah, no, but like he's had, he has his, his repeats and, and Opie doesn't necessarily talk about respond to Carl very often, True. but he's still. Yeah. May, may, maybe line. I'm overstating it, but in my mind, the reason it, they're so it wouldn't have been every week John is because John was like, I'm suing you. Yes. <laughs> take down your content. We're going to take it to court. I'm going to dox you. I'm going to talk about your family, accuse them of uh, posting his book online, like all this crazy shit. If John didn't react that way, none of this would be happening. And that's what's so interesting about all of it. I mean, to be fair, Carl did put his audio book up on his Patreon. So yeah, oh, I saw I, it. Yeah, can, I I saw you, Car- can I tell you something I wanted to do with you today? I, I don't it's- know if you're into it. I mean, maybe in my mind, it's funnier than it would actually be. But this is something I would want. I wanted to do because John has a habit of believing all these people like Vince, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll just tell him something or even people in the chat will be like, Hey, uh, Cardiff shitting on you on Twitter right now. And he'll be like, Oh, fucking car. Like I believe them immediately. Yes. What I was curious if we could pull this off is if right now, so right now, like, so, so hold on right now, you can set it up and we can yep. still pull it off. So go ahead. <laughs> So, so what I'm saying is right now, we, we, I'm prefacing this by saying, I like Carl. He's a friend of mine. I do a show with him. Cardiff does a show, like, is on Carl's show all the time. We like Carl. Yeah. If, if we pause and do, do a bit where we're talking about how everything John believes about Carl is true. Mm-hmm. Like we say, like he really posted his book online, all this stuff. Oh, he did. We get that clip back to John. Mm-hmm. He'll never watch this full episode. So we make it seem like you and I are exposing Carl and then the people that are watching will know that it's not true, but John is going to react as if it is true. Does that make sense? It, it perfect sense. I think Hackride just needs to turn him into some shorts on YouTube and just send the, do you, send do you the 30 second clips. Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pause because I want to give you guys enough space to edit. You can put it on Reddit, whatever. And guys, be cool about this. Don't rat us out. But Hackride, let, just remember, less is more. And your role is um, you're shocked by this because you love Carl. Like, you kind of can't believe it, really. I'm fucking appalled, Mike. <laughs> Cardiff and I work with this guy. And we're like, we've had enough of his shit. Him making us talk shit about John. All right? Is that the deal? Deal. Okay. And timestamp and go. So I don't even know like if I want to keep do- doing WATS because I get so frustrated with Carl. Like that's why for you guys that have noticed the schedule's weird is because I've had weird stuff with Carl where every week like I try to get into other stuff and I took a break from John, but every week Carl's like you got to start talking about John. You got to like we we really got to go after him and I didn't like I know John's so much smarter than me. I didn't want to take that IQ test because I didn't want to embarrass myself. 
Mm-hmm. And Carl was like, you got to do it because we're going to make it seem like John's an idiot. We'll just put out fake numbers. And that's why I avoided it for so long. It's like, Carl, fucking move on. Like, you've harassed the guy enough. Jesus. Well, I mean, the reason I've had, to, I mean, John, John always wanted my information. But the reason I'm so gun shy about giving it, going on camera without, you know, without the potato filter or giving out my name is if you only knew the shit Carl was doing with my name right now. Like, he's <laughs> holding, he is blackmailing me like you wouldn't believe. I, if I don't get those games to him on time every week. It's crazy. And he gives me like, like we split the super chats, but he always says like, if it, like the weeks I don't talk about John, he doesn't give me super chat money for WATS. Like he's a fucking Fuck dictator. Yeah. It's crazy. And the thing with the book is nuts where he's made us all pretend it's not fucking real. Like we all yeah, know, know. Like, guys, guys, just so you know, for those of you that are newer to WATP, he uploaded the book and then he deleted it when John called him out for well, it. Well, like, no, he John's didn't delete right about everything. No, 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 crazy. No, 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 no. He didn't delete it. This was a, um, I, I'm probably going to misquote the movie, but it's probably like the Godfather thing where the Carl showed up at my window one day with a bag of guns right. <laughs> and said, here, put this on your Patreon for a while. The heat's on. Right. That's so, that's so that's he made me host it. So Carl's like the mastermind of all this shit. He makes us talk about John. And even when we don't want to, it's like, you know, he kind of waves money in our face because he makes more than us. But even that's all built on John. Like the money he makes is from John. Everything John says is right. And that's what's so crazy yeah. and frustrating about this stuff. And I got sick of it. Like, like, I'm sure Carl will hear this and we'll never do a show together again. But like, I've gotten to the point where that's fine. Whatever, you know. What can we do, Mike? What can exactly. we, you, know, you know, I'm a diabetic, right? Is that right? Yeah, and he sends me cases of Coca-Cola every day to my door just to fuck with me. He's 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 genuinely like a bad guy and that's Damn why Lord. I mean I'm I'm starting to move to team John now cuz like if I have to talk about the guy then I want to talk about the guy honestly. I don't want to keep up this charade where like mm-hmm. Carl's the good guy and John's the bad guy cuz we all know it's horseshit. Yes. And cut. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that worked, but let's see. I don't know if that'll work, but everyone be cool about it. Get that back to John somehow. Do it subtly. (laughs) Anything in the dabble versus subtle. I know, I know. I don't think we'll pull it off. But how great will that be if John's playing that clip? (laughs) No, the best part, the best part will be John's like, ah, this is bullshit, but Carl is smashing his desk. These motherfuckers. That'll be, yeah, that'll be great if Carl turned this on right then. <laughs> there's a there's a club foot size hole in his MacBook. <laughs> I may just take this whole video down now that I have access and just leave that minute up. <laughs> All right, are we ready for uh, number 14, which is weaponizing attacks? Yes, please. Here we go. All right, so in your mind, mm-hmm. you are, see, this is like, so in other words, everyone attacks me. I have thousands of people attacking me, calling my mother, attacking my family. But if I, God forbid, retaliate, then I'm the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy. John, there's, there's, a, there's a couple things you got to understand. If you don't want to see the attacking, don't watch our shows. Don't go to Dabblers Anonymous. Just do your show and ignore us. It's very, no one's going to your, well, sorry, Vince is going to your home or he's sending people to your home. Other than that, nobody's going to your home. Nobody is going after your family. I'm, I'm, I get you say somebody's calling your mother. That stinks. But nobody in this community has encouraged that. 
publicly anywhere. Nobody wants it. Doesn't that. matter. It's happening. Okay, but ignore <laughs> hey, us. Cardiff, we'll go now, away. Okay, okay. I've had okay, Cardiff. Who ignore got us? No, they got my gigs canceled. No, they didn't. Did I ask for that? No. They got me fired from school. And did I ask for that? No. They tried to get my moderator fired. Did I ask for that? No. You think that they're the ones weaponizing this shit? Why are you fucking saying I am? They are the ones attacking me. They're the ones sending delivery guys wanting me to pay 50 bucks for shit I didn't want. That's Vince. That's the guy that you brought into this. No, no, no. I didn't bring Vince into this. You did. Oh God! But Vince, Vince is a Vince. What Vince is doing stinks. But as the audience, it's hilarious to watch you react. Mind you, it's it's not that hilarious. You really should be nicer to those people. (laughs) That's what's what's frustrating about it. And so the bit that we just did where we're like, oh, Carl's orchestrating all of that. That's what John believes. Like he thinks every call that his mother gets, and uh, which I I don't know if that's still happening. But if it is, that person is shitty. She and- she said she she put on a on a I think it was yesterday's show on a, at a Facebook message. She watches them on Facebook. Yeah, um, as any eighty something year old would. <laughs> but, uh, she she put up in a chat that she got five five calls, um, just this week. But w- again, is it people trying to sell her duct cleaning or is it actual tablers? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's some of that too. But like, yeah. hey, Dad, if any of you guys are calling John's mom, that's shitty. Stop. And I'm saying that now. Cardiff has said that before. Carl has said it. I've heard all these guys say, like, hey, don't do that. That's pretty shitty to do. You know, observe and report, all that stuff. John is acting like you guys are mandating this stuff. And it's frustrating because I've seen it a million times with, like, uh, you know, Kirk Minahan show and Barstool, like, where people blame Barstool Sports for people on Twitter harassing them. And it's like, you can't control everyone that listens to the show. Also, you don't know that these people listen to Carl. They might just be people on Reddit who found John's phone number and find it funny to fuck with an old person for some reason. You know, that's what John's missing is he blames the three or four figureheads that he's deemed in his mind for everything that happens in his life. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have the pregnant weightlifter, Vince the lawyer. Yeah, so this guy's a real piece of shit. Like, I, are you are you I, I don't know i know some of the stuff he does is funny but are you a vince the lawyer guy card i i tell you and i don't like talking about it only because it brings more attention to it that i was i was kind of like okay this guy's interesting but when i learned he did that arty gas station video I was oh like, that's really i forgot that that was him that's that really him. shitty that was shit that was like you know what you know fuck yeah. this yeah i mean there's some like yeah. i said there's some stuff that he does is funny but it's also he, like imagine hiring that guy to represent you even He's even last even last night i i got the same feeling when kevin brennan put out uh joey c is probably a piece of shit but i defended him last night on twitter only because you know kevin brennan was putting out his mugshot like a guy that's you know the worst moment of his life let's really highlight that right so yeah. yeah i wanted to mention that to you a little bit too kevin brennan but let's keep with he also yeah. tagged the fbi kevin brennan what a dickhead all right here we go. Yeah. but i yeah. mean this is this is that fucking yes area. but again this is the guy that you brought into your world you well, invited him in he was on the stern show with high pitch eric i didn't bring him in he was brought in by fucking high pitch eric oh, what are you brought, talking about you brought him into this universe nobody else nobody went looking for vince the lawyer I brought him in 
that's not what anyone, no one's saying like Vince was birthed by you, John. We're aware he existed. <laughs> what people are saying is that he was literally, wasn't he John's co-host for a time? Yes. Yeah. They did a show together. <laughs> that's what people are talking about. Is yes. He didn't just materialize out of nowhere. Is They did a show together. And even since then, like it, it, there have been times where John's like, oh, this Vince the lawyer is an asshole. And then he brings him back on. He's like, well, he only trolls me sometimes. So yeah, he's around because of you, John. How did I bring him in? You did shows with him. You brought, you talked about him all the time. You say hello to his kids every five minutes. Well, because I like, I like children. Okay. I like to make children happy. Is there anything wrong with that? It's Chianti and fava beans. John, John, the, the people watching John's show, a lot of them are of a certain age. I imagine a lot of them have kids, you know? You're going to say hello to every fucking one of them? It's crazy. It's also crazy the idea that he believes, like, given what John does, that, you know, an 8 and 11-year-old or whatever they are are sitting down like, oh, I wonder if he's going to go after uh, Tukey today. Oh, this yeah, one, it is. This, this one's called Stern Wannabe. So this is, this is interesting where he, he, st- he has this idea that Carl wanted to be famous and failed at it. Where it's like, I guess if if you do a podcast, you want it to be successful, right? I guess that is the goal in a way. And who's more successful at radio or podcasting than Howard Stern? Well, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah, the, the, a handful. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so I guess on some level, maybe he dreamt of being Howard Stern. But I don't get the sense, you know. I guess now that he frosts his tips and stuff like that, maybe he's. Go- I'm slipping back into the bit where we shit on Carl, but. <laughs> No good. Um, no, uh, let's hear John accuse the likes of uh, Carl being one stern wannabe. But what's indicative about what Cardiff said is that he's comparing himself to me. He's comparing Lady Kmart to Shitway, uh, Fat Fuck Phil. He's comparing these people. To Howard Stern and the Stern Show. How would any fan take that? As so, they think, and I've always said this. Carla legitimately thinks he's Howard Stern. Hold on, hold on. I like that John's like, and I've always said. So just so you guys know, I've been wrong about this for many years. I've always said it, but he's not. I was walking, even when I worked at the Stern Show, I was talking about this Carla guy. I knew, <laughs> I knew. Hey, there's a marketer in Rochester. <laughs> he doesn't have the popularity, and he's never been on TV or radio. I, I don't understand this. Thing. John's, it's a weird world he's in. First of all, John's not on TV or radio. <laughs> but he was. And, and, and he to was be, certainly yeah and to be fair there are people that are on tv and radio every day that are less famous than carla right now right like it doesn't it's not the badge of honor it once was but also i don't get that like when you look at carl and i've talked with him enough it doesn't don't strike me as a him. guy that wants to be i don't think he's gonna hire a stylist and uh you know put on a wig into his 70s pretend he has jet black hair like, I don't know. Carl doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Carl's bad haircut on YouTube might disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe I don't get all the visual uh, cues necessarily. I could be wrong, 
but John has this weird thing, like because like Carl's in a band and like does a podcast, and he seems pretty happy with how's it how it's going. John is not happy with the state of his life and his how his music career went and how his career in radio and television went. So a word that's used a lot in the devil verse projecting seems to be going on where he's like, Carl is a failure at all of these things. When all those things in Carl's life seem to be going about as well as he'd like them to be, you know, I'm sure he'd like $500 million like Howard Stern, but like, he's pretty content with himself. It seems like. Yeah. I think he's, 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 he's happy with surviving, like making a living, making a good living, doing a podcast and not having to go to the office every day. Right. And there's not, Carl doesn't do like stunts to become famous. which We'll, we'll talk about with Kevin Brennan. In a that's little what he bit. does. That's what he makes me do. He yeah, sends exactly. me out there. Exactly. But even with like, I've told Carl before, like, Hey, you should do uh, you know, YouTube shorts and stuff like that. And I've, I've told him he should tag the podcast he talks about. Mm. Cause maybe it gets into people's algorithms that listen to those podcasts. And his whole philosophy is like, ah, eh, listen, the people that like me, like me. And I don't need like, the people that like those shows like those shows. That's he's fine with that. If you wanted attention and wanted to be famous, you'd be waving your arms the way we did on YouTube this morning, where we're like, guys, we're talking about John. Come on, come all. More than sixteen in chat. Hey, you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> you think yeah, so? That's fair. that's what Carl the would potato, be doing if he wanted to be famous. <laughs> I did put Cardiff on the thumbnail too. Uh, so our last one here is yeah. what? And apparently, it's just him watching the shoelace. Oh, yeah, this is a this is a this is a fun little just John clip. I forget exactly what, where he goes with it, but yeah, he brings up uh, uh, the, the dues payer after Cardiff leaves. And Fox, have you considered your entire career has been a fluke? Stern to Tony and Tina to record deal. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I know what this is. Listen to this explanation. So the the super chatter asks, uh, do you think your career was a flop after the Stern show? You guys listen and see if you can explain this logic to me because i found it intriguing not a flop he's saying it's a fluke like it's he's 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 fallen upwards sure yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's that he hasn't done anything after those those big yeah. chances he got why aren't opportunities knocking because i'm a winner yep that's what happens huh? <laughs> hey hey man He's showing you why. Yeah, he's answering the question with (laughs) shaking the beer. (laughs) Don't take no one can for an answer. Skull. So the reason. No, go go back. Go back just a little bit because Greenland Fox hear that again. Don't take no one can for an answer. Skull. God knows I did all of that. He, he, so his logic for why he, his career was not a fluke because now you see him drinking on the internet and yelling at people that are trolling him because drinking, he's a winner. Drinking free beer on that's, the internet. That's what winners do. That's what uh, I saw LeBron James doing that a couple weeks ago, right after the, <laughs> uh, right after whatever that tournament was that they start the season with. I think that's what LeBron did is get on and yell at uh, fucking Stephen A. Smith for, for <laughs> trolling him on ESPN. Yes, it was the cup and they won it. Not Boston. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. 
All right. All right. So that's so all that, the stuttering John so stuff. Would you like to? That concludes our, uh, our our stuttering John segment. But yeah, Cardiff did a tremendous job, so he deserves a pat on the a pat on the back for that. Yes. And uh, go watch him and Tuki tonight on Tuki slash Potato Soup. No Potato slash Tuki Soup. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> a Christmas uh, extravaganza for the ages. That's very exciting. Yes, it's very exciting. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about with you real quick is Kevin Brennan, because I we mentioned him a little earlier for something he's been doing. But one thing I noticed, um, I tweeted about this earlier in the week, but I've noticed it for a few weeks. I guess Portnoy has taken, uh, Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports, has taken a real stance on this Israel-Palestine thing. As a, as a Jewish man, he feels compelled to talk about it a lot, I guess. Which side is he on? Uh, he's, he's surprisingly pro Palestine. He's very, he, he loves, loves what Hamas did. He's yeah, you're gonna, doing some beautiful things. Had a great show. You're about to blow it <laughs> all right it. now. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, Portnoy said that, uh, Barstool from here on out won't be hiring, uh, any graduates from Harvard and Penn and MIT. I think, uh, I forget if there were any others on this. Yes, uh, I have this the tweets up right. I have the tweets up right now. Like it says. Just to reiterate, I will never hire a Harvard grad again. Your diploma is useless to me. The entire country should do the same. Yeah, so I, I'm like, I don't know why Portnoy has interjected himself in this topic because it doesn't seem like his uh, his beat really. But he feels passionate about it, obviously. So he's been talking about it. And I've I will no like longer it. eat pizza if you went to Harvard. <laughs> <and> you- <laughs> I won't go to Harvard Square and have a slice anymore. <laughs> but. Uh, Kevin Brennan has been waving his arms at Dave Portnoy for a couple months now, and I found it to be very weird. So uh, Barstool, just on the content side, is a couple prominent people that went that graduated from Harvard. I don't know about the other schools, but I imagine on like the tech side and business, they've, they've also accumulated some people that have gone to pretty good schools over the years. So Kevin Brennan uh, tweeted this out in response to Dave Portnoy. Yes, I will read it. Man, like someone from a good school would ever work for this clown show operation. Fucking, fucking, you don't have any Harvard grads. Fuck you, Dave. You're a fucking idiot. So, he, how like, much, how much did he sell and then buy back? Barstool hundred, hundred, hundreds yeah, of he millions. Sold it, he sold it for 500 million and bought oh, it back okay. for a dollar. So, oh, okay, I, guess he's a, a... I guess he's a moron who, yeah. by the way, went to Michigan, which is not like a bad, it's not, you know, it's not Harvard, but it's a pretty good school. So Kevin Brennan's right, like, uh, Kevin Brennan's like, you're an idiot. Now I sent you another tweet. Do you have that one too, Cardiff? I mean, uh, uh, hack yes. <laughs> no, stop, <laughs> stop blowing my cover. <laughs> Nobody knew I was hack ride until now. Damn it! No, they're in the same place. We... They can't be the same guy. How do we do this? All right. Yes, this one goes. Packers by a zillion. Dave Portnoy. Yeah. So <laughs> this is when it was sad. I was like, oh, Kevin's not even interested in the political discussion. No, <laughs> oh, Kevin goes wrong again, clown. Yes. <laughs> So he's a tat like Portnoy loses bets every day. He loses like million dollar bets constantly. And Kevin's like, Dave, notice me. Notice me, Dave. I'm Neil's younger, older brother. <laughs> Please. I'm Neil's less famous brother. Can you give me a little attention? So that's what's been sad from Kevin is it seems like the not as much juice with the MLC podcast. So he's again doing what we did this morning, <laughs> waving his arms, begging people to notice him. Please. And. And Why can't that, Matthew Perry die again? I think that's what he wants. Is he? Oh, he, he weighed in on that again little, too. Oh, the the he went the back ketamine? to the Matthew Perry well, yeah, with the ketamine. 
Oh, good. He's, yeah. he's, he stole the joke from one of his chatters, and he said, I'm going to use this. I, I hope for the rest of his life, Kevin Brennan keeps trying to make Matthew Perry jokes, chasing that high. Yep. He will. He's like, I'm the anniversary. Just like Matthew Perry. Year, he's like, hey, could I be any more dead? Just wait till chat. Just wait till Ross dies. <laughs> I'm going to use this again. Right Joey's hell, on the Matt clock. LeBlanc. <laughs> uh, can I show you one thing from KB real quick? Yeah, please. Yeah, see, he doesn't like me either, so it's, it's fun to watch. Hire anyone from oh, oh, that's not it. What is that? That's a strike coming. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play Fox that one. Fox News is going to strike you. <laughs> no, yes. No. Thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, all right, we're going to skip that one. Uh, right. uh, what would you like next? Like, well, I was. Well, I will say though. He, I get so now. He, I guess he hates Hackred to the point where I thought he talked about you a little bit and then moved on. You said he's still oh, no. talking about you. Yes, here. Hold on. I'll find the file. Where is? Uh, yes, he's talking about me every day because he can't get over the Levyverse. Just get over it, bro. Uh, I got over it. <laughs> Bob got over it. We all got over it except you. Come on, man. That's, that's on. where. That's where to me, Kevin is sad. Where he's grasping at straws and there's no, like the. The other point I think I kind of was trying to prove with like taking a break from John was like, I wanted to talk about other things. Whereas Kevin is so tied into like, I need to hate someone. So like if the people that hate him kind of start ignoring him, he needs to find new people to antagonize. And Portnoy is a good target for that. Like there was a chance that Portnoy quote tweeted that and called him an idiot. And then Kevin could do a whole show on that but it was a swing and a miss. And then when you start going after the gambling stuff, like it just seems Kevin's whole existence seems very sad to me. Like, I know, I know he does well. I think he makes good money on that show. That's what everyone says. Right. But yes, he makes decent. Money. Yes. As a, as a guy that was once like a creative mind, like you wanted to do sitcoms and write and stand up and all that shit as a guy that wanted to be creative. It just seems like he's kind of a complete waste of time now where he just sits there and lets people throw dollar bills at him in the form of super chats and and make his money that way, I guess. I don't know. If it's fulfilling to him, good for him. But it just seems like a sad existence at this point. Just angry old man yelling at clouds. That's yeah. that's Kevin Brown. And, and then he's he's going after a billionaire point now. And then me. Like, pick a lane, bro. You're, you're like, <laughs> like, watch this. What and, uh, are you doing? And that hack ride. Perfect name. Hack ride. The hack ride. He was going to do it with hack ride. And he, he was going to take off that hack ride loser. Just another absolute fucking loser. Absolute loser. Hey, oh. This hack ride loser. <laughs> this like, guy's there's no way you're this angry at hack ride. You know? Yes, my parents aren't that mad at me. Or, you know, they weren't when they were alive and they hated me. And to my point, it's like Kevin's whole thing is like, I'm, I'm so above hack ride. Like hack ride's a loser. I'm above him. And it's like, yeah, a little bit. Like what? you make... I mean, well, his channel is more successful than yours, technically. But as I, I said, I had before, a show like, with a talking toilet, Mike. Are you saying my show is worse than his? How dare you? Well, I, I'm actually defending you in the sense that oh, okay. if you, if you line up all the YouTube shows and you have Mr. Beast all the way over here, and you have uh, you know GD Fenderson on the on the other <laughs> end, <laughs> are you saying Kevin Brennan would be a lot closer to me and Hackride than he is to Mr. Beast? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So. That, that's my yes. point: is that you're you're in the same world, Kevin. Stop acting like you're above these people. Like you're in the same. He's in the same boat as you guys and me and Tukey and all these people. Like Patrick Melton, Kevin Brennan is in the same general pool. He might be doing a little better, but like, go look at his fucking Patreon. He has virtual again. 
he, few more subscribers than I do, but not a ton. He's he's you know? he's done that to me though. He did that to me a, a few months ago. He's he every once in a while he'll decide to uh, strike back at me when I'll you know I, I'm doing to him what he's doing to Portnoy on Twitter wherever oh, I'll just right? take shots at him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But every once in a while he'll come back and once he put up my uh, he put up my Patreon. Oh, you're killing it, hack or something like that. I'm like yeah, I've got 120 patrons and I'm I was I started this a fucking year ago. I'm an idiot. <laughs> doing this on this as a hobby i would also i would also retort to him that i've been doing it far less than him and i have virtually the same number of patrons as he does yeah you don't have a 30 year history of stand-up and (laughs) what you should have built up by now like you would think somebody uh, who's been doing it as long as him is such an accomplished comedian would come to youtube and have something to do other than sit there and yell at ray devito (laughs) It's a, it, you, you'd think that a guy who is most known for having a more famous brother would have some level of fucking humility, I guess is my point, yeah. you know? No. But, no. All right, Carter, we've taken a lot <laughs> of your time. But I would, I would be remiss if I didn't give you a... Bye, Brennan. Oh. Yes, I was looking for that. Yes. Yes. Um, you're welcome to stick around, Carter. We have a couple other topics I think you'd be interested in, but I know I've taken a lot of your time, so up to you. I can give you a little bit more time, Mike. Ooh, that means he's having fun, guys. Yes, excellent. No, it's no, super chat time, baby. Means, means lunch isn't ready yet. <laughs> All right. Let's hit some super chats before we get All to something. I want to show you what Jim Norton's been up to, so we'll get to that. Oh, later. yes, that's going to be a good one. All right, let's blast through these, Electra. Nimrob71 says, what do blind people think Santa Claus looks like for $2? <laughs> Again, I see well enough that I can't answer these questions in the way that people want me to, you know? That's the unfortunate thing. So you've seen my Santa. My eyes are not terrible. I've seen Santa. Yeah, so. Sorry, Nimrod. He's seen him. So, All right. I guess my, my Christmas song I wrote for you isn't going to work. <laughs> he doesn't uh, like an music. Ethnically, an ethnically uh, diverse Santa Claus? Speaking of which, next week, catch Southern Santa and Black Santa on the Hack Right Network. It'll be amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, here you go. Uh, Electrify. Dang lizard, five pounds. Cardiff, do you think you become softer as part of the Dabbleverse or just better at handling people like Opie and SJ? I think I become softer. If you want me to answer that, Dang Lizard, ask me tonight on Potato Soup. I'm not <laughs> answering. You know, Dang Lizard, I see you giving Carl all this money. You're going to have to pay more than that if you want an answer. All right. Bacon, indie <laughs> eggs, $2. As a kid, John was known as the couch shitter. Is that right? Hey, yo. Fun. Electra, go ahead. Oh, good. It's it's Peeny Five Wrinkle Twelve again. Penis Wrinkle. <laughs> Penis Wrinkle Twelve. He said he counted his wrinkles, and there was twelve. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Thank you for letting us know, Penis Wrinkle. All right. One, uh, one every inch. I gotta say, this duet that you two have back and forth is really delaying us. Let's mo- fucking move some <laughs> units here. <laughs> Painkiller. Mike quit. John like Bob quit smoking. Yes. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Narco twenty one twelve. Merry Christmas, fellas. Thanks for all the laughs. Thank yes, you, a dollar dollar ninety nine. Nimrod again. I'm assuming Craig isn't here because he's working as a mall Santa. Oh, that's a pretty good one. That's very possible. Yeah, he didn't tell me what he was up to. He was very shady about it. All right, so we're going In to. In fact, the, he just uh, told me this was weird. Craig told me he wouldn't be around for this episode, and then he texted me about some. Pro- yesterday, he just goes. Uh, Sorry, Mike. Craig's always round. <laughs> well, not not since the Ozempic. He's slimmed down a little bit. But uh he goes, Yeah, we shouldn't have this problem again. I don't know if he was referring to Hack Ride or what happened, but oh, no. ominous, omin- ominous text messages exchange. Oh no, <laughs> Craig is Craig is testing the strength of his uh closet 
hanger rod thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got the Ozempic. You guys, so you guys do don't that. have old Craig to push around anymore. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos, do you want to go to the Jim Norton clip? Yeah, so I know you were a big Stern guy, Cardiff, but were you an Opie and Anthony fan as well? I was. I was both. There was a glorious time where I had Howard Stern in the morning, Don and Mike middays, and Opie and Anthony in the afternoons. Wow. What a a run that was. Back in the WNEW days, I assume. Those were the days. So this is strange. I actually heard uh, the Revenge of the Sis guys mention this, and it inspired me to look into it. Jim Norton... I thought when he put out his Instagram videos, I thought it was like a one and done thing. So he announced uh, a few weeks ago that he's he's married now to a, a trans woman. Allegedly. And they, they put out this video where they're doing like this almost sitcom-y kind of banter. Where it's like, oh, this guy, you know, he doesn't uh, clean up after him. Maybe he leaves the seat up. That sort of thing. <laughs> like they're doing this back and forth. And I thought it may, maybe it was, a, it was a bit that Jim was doing. But then I found this video that's a disturbing peek into what the rest of Jim Norton's career could be. Jim Norton, one of my favorite comedians. I I hope there's more to this. There's some Andy Kaufman bit that I'm missing here. Well, they've started a YouTube channel now. That that's yeah. That's exactly what we're so, going to. And they, yeah. they tease what's gonna be on it, and it's it's upsetting. Pretty soon an OnlyFans. Here we go. This is my wife's sneakers. Oh, I love those on you. They're giant. Oh, my God. I would love it if you were Nike. They're giant. You know what they say. Big feet, big. Oh, boy. Uh, you double your wardrobe with a woman like that. It's amazing. It seems like all the, way down to the, all the way down to the music that they're using, it seems like they want to do like a Bravo show together. Yes, this is that- TLC. This has TLC written all over it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, is that what Norton... Norton should just be doing a podcast and having other comics on. Like, it would be very successful if he did that. He's still it, a respected it, guy in comedy, but I don't know what's happening. His timing couldn't be worse, though, because TLC already has a trans woman named Nikki on a show right now. So, Oh, damn it. <laughs> should have timed this a little better, Jimmy. Well, let's see what other, other wacky bits they're going to do with each other here. Yeah, I want to fix this toilet. Wait, what's wrong with it? It's deceptive. Wait, now it stopped. Yeah, because I flushed. What, did you not flush before? No, I did, but maybe it was ah, something like you just kept flushing. I don't that know. That was driving me nuts, that septic tank. Okay, good job. You just flushed the toilet and fixed it. So, I was actually inspired what to buy... What is happening? <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> I think it has more legs than Chip Chipperson, though. You think so? <laughs> it might. She's got any years left. She's tied in size. Come over to the ducks, baby. We we need a good tight end. Volume spot, Velaspa. I don't. I have no idea. But when I went to Sharon Osbourne's party, she were giving out free candles, and I believe that this was one of them. And I love it. And it was. That was a complete name drop, by the way. This candle. Yeah. You just did that whole thing so you could say Sharon. Yeah, I did. Love you, Sharon. It's like, what if the Kardashians had less famous people and even less shit happened? Is what it feels like. Just by the the sound that they're using and the the banter that they have, like I'm waiting for Norton to peel back the curtain and be like, "I'm just fucking with you guys." But it seems like this is what the whole channel is: is they're like silly banter together. But Mike, if if you don't run the cameras all the time, you don't catch the gold. 
I suppose, but I feel like we're just getting the raw footage of them running the cameras all the time. I'm not seeing any gold here, Carter. It's coming. It's coming. Just It, <laughs> right, it has right. to develop. All right. I'm sorry. They're newlyweds. Wait till they start fighting. <laughs> Imagine. I don't want to see them fight. Jim will get hurt. This is wait, like Norton. Wait till one of them doesn't put the cap back on the toothpaste. But look, look at be... like Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane are like funny people. And America as a whole has pretty much said, we're not interested. <laughs> Norton's like, what if I did that, but with a non-comic? And, and I'm in my fucking almost 60s. It yeah. seems very weird. It seems like shit that Norton would have sh made fun of years ago. And I'm worried that he's just going to become, I, if he's happy, good for him. You know, he's one of my favorite comics ever. So uh, right off into the sunset, but it just doesn't seem like something Norton would do. Like put out a special Jim, you know, do you, do you think a funny this puts, guy. Do you think this is the writing on the wall for the Jim and Sam show? He's just setting himself up for the next phase. Well, it's interesting you say that Cardiff because simultaneously Sam Roberts has started a podcast with that woman, mm -hmm. uh, Nicole the secretary. Nicole Ryan from uh, the, the morning mashup on Sirius XM. She was a secretary at Sirius. Yes, she was. Yes. And um, I gotta tell you, Sam Roberts to me is the most disappointing. I've never seen a broadcasting prospect like Sam Roberts where you're like, Oh, he could fill in for Opie easily. And the show wouldn't skip a beat. He's a great shit stir. He's very funny. And then he's decided to abandon that completely to kind of be like a, I guess a pop culture cornball of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very cheesy what he's doing with Nicole. And it seems like Norton's doing the same thing. So Jim and Sam are gonna split up to be like, what if we could could be complete cheese balls? Would you guys like that? I don't know. And I mean, yeah, Sam was in if in case you didn't notice, the Ralph character on Tukey Soup is very yes. uh Sam influenced. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's a lot of Sa early Sam Roberts influence in the Ralph character. When he would just come him. in, yeah. suck up, and and uh, take shots at somebody and leave. Right? Yeah, so. and that and that's what was great. And I honestly thought, like, oh, he. My thought was always like, if they got rid of Opie on Opie and Anthony, Sam would fill in and actually maybe make the show better because he's not as sensitive. You can kind of go at him. So I thought he would have yeah. filled that role of like shit stir and you know steering the ship, as they say. I thought he would have fit that perfectly, and he's abandoned that. Like, he doesn't even like. I, I, Carl mentioned that. Um, he's tried to get him on WATP and Sam like doesn't want to do that stuff anymore. He doesn't want to make fun of shows or anything like that. I, I think Sam, good at. I think Sam is his next phase is just hundred percent wrestling. I guess so. Yeah. yeah and I think he's probably doing the show with Nicole to have a, just a, a another safer landing avenue. spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just something else. Was there, is yes, there more to that video hack, right? Yes. There's more. And a uh, Christian from the black cast has said, Jim has stopped short of saying it, but it's very obvious he's done it serious next year. So this is sort of an open secret, I guess. Yeah, I don't even know if he stopped short of saying it because when they signed the last one, he was like, this is the last one we're doing because they were having trouble getting like the podcast put out and stuff like that. So I, I, he's pretty much alluded to it, at least that I've heard. So I know that you guys are seeing us from like here and you're like, oh my God, she's fucking giant. Yeah. And I am big, but um, I am wearing heels today. Wiki feet. Me and Jim have been probably together for way longer than you guys even can anticipate or know. Like, anticipate. we have been together for a long time. A married couple who will have a YouTube channel, Jim and Nikki Norton. Like and subscribe the videos, be a supporter, 
If you are a supporter of the LGBT community, let me spin up my gum. And we'll show you. you this is the kitchen. The video? Yeah. Like if Jim, and then we'll just... if Jim was doing a trans character. Yeah. Like that's what I would envision it would sound like. <laughs> and be. Like yeah, that's, and... he married I... his own character. Listen, like I listen, I, I like the uh, Revenge of the Sis guys, particularly Royce has always been very good to me. They were more fixated on like the trans part of it. And to me, it's like, I don't give a fuck about that. If Norton's happy with whoever he's happy with, that's perfectly fine. What I don't get is like, it seems like he's just the, the, the cuckled husband in this, like, let's flaunt Nikki and make her famous bit that they're doing. And Norton's like the straight man or something. Well, not at all, but you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so it's, it's a we it's a very weird bit that they're doing and as a norton fan like um i saw him when he came to boston uh probably about a year and a half ago at this point but like his material was still great it's like just put out a special gym put out something funny instead of whatever this is it's very weird to me as a fan of his yeah it's strange he's not touring much at all like he was he was here not too long ago but he has his his schedule is very i know i guess he's doing spots locally it's, and stuff but he's not it, it can be it's frustrating just because like i i think he's like one of the greats and he talks about i've heard um him a, uh, be asked like why don't you just put out a youtube special if you can't get a netflix deal or whatever and he's like ah people don't want to see that from me it's almost like his confidence has always been to his detriment because he thinks like oh i shouldn't even bother trying this yet for some reason if uh, his wife says let's become reality tv stars i guess he's like yeah sure let's do that weird choice yeah. All right, back to the Nikki Nickerson with Jim Norton show. Cut right, how from much, place how much to place. Watch your back. Well, we got about uh, uh, a minute and a half left. I don't think we'll finish all of it, but let's see. But, but she has pretty eyes, Mike. Let's watch her. Okay. No, no, no. Come on, I'm just go. We'll Surprise just stand here and just show house. them where everything is. <sighs> this is the living room. It's a disaster. We just got back today. I got luggage on the floor. Here's our living room. Show him, there's the hall. He does not like coming into the hallway and seeing my big dunks. No. You know what they say, big feet, big. That's, guys, my just, that's a trend in on YouTube that I hate in general. And I'm going to say that we'll never do it just so that we can do it in three weeks. But like, what I really hate is the clip before the show. Because it's that was that was a it was a terrible like you know big feet big cock joke, but it's also like we heard it three minutes ago. Why did you put it in this clip twice? But it, it is wasn't a very that great. It is a very TLC thing to do. Yes, right. Yeah. Like if you boil down TLC shows to only say first viewed content, yeah, shows an hour show is eighteen minutes because they they show what's going to happen. They show what just happened when you come back over and over again. It's a very T it is a very TLC esque. Yeah. And Norton's a guy that participated in like essentially what we're doing right now with like Jocktober and that sort of thing where it's like, they would have ripped apart, put it this way. Imagine Rich Voss giving a tour of his house where he's like, and here's the guest room. Like Norton would have a field day with that. And it's, saying, are, it's weird that he's participating. in it. Are you saying this is the moment we need Patrice the most? I, I that, that's been said once or twice in the past, so I don't know. Uh, about that, but. Maybe it's time to but dust there off the element, old. There, there is an element of that where they've like kind of uh, secluded themselves from that. So I do wonder if Norton needs a little more of that his balls getting busted because, like, what is that? I heard Luis J Gomez mention it um, a few weeks ago, and I thought he was talking about the Instagram stuff that I saw. 
And I was like, oh, who cares? It's like one or two videos. I didn't realize they're dedicating a whole YouTube channel to their relationship inside their home. Well, this only, the, I, I swear the, the YouTube channel only came up a week ago. It, it was like Just... maybe even less than that. Yeah, it was this week. Wife's I'm sneakers. <laughs> What's that card? I said I'm subscribed. Oh yeah, good. Oh, I love those on you. They're giant. Oh my god, I would love it if you were Nike. They're giant. Oh, look these how easy two. They come out. Look at this foot. You look like young thug. Foot? No, I don't. All right, with the shoes. Come He's on, this sucks. And if you're a transsexual, yeah, Uggs. Uggs. It's really, it's literally the tr uh, a trans girl's best friend is the Uggs. A lifesaver. You're gonna be feminine no matter what you do. No one is gonna think you're a man with Uggs. You know They're what not. this reminds me? Of? It makes me feel like, uh, to a lesser degree, like w when Martin Scorsese's on TikTok with his fucking granddaughter or whatever, whoever it is. And it's like, you're you're a legend. You don't need to be doing this. But maybe Norton's just at the age now where he's like, oh, well, this is what like the kids are doing. So I should try and keep up with the kids. Like maybe he's just an old man now that has been, that doesn't understand the times. So he feels like he needs to do something like this. Uh, she makes me calm. I put her on YouTube. <laughs> Simple, yes. I hate that. I so. What? The chip doll. Yes. So here's our office. Why I is had an idea. Joke going to be told, by the way. We're running out of time here. Has, has there been any, has Norton tried firing off a funny line or anything? No, but Mama June isn't funny either. This is how TLC works. You just watch them be weird. They're not funny, they're just weird. All right, all right. You know what? No, you know what this needs? What's that? Jim, Jim, I know you're watching. And Jim, I love you. You need wacky background music. Yes. That would, that would make it better, I think. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Benny Hill would be amazing behind this. <laughs> For this place. I was literally going to paint this place pink. Whilst we're going to be pink, I was thinking that, like a little closet action going on. Maybe a little chasselon, like an ottoman. What? The first thing that I also noticed when I came to Jim is that he has a Japanese toilet. So, of course, I had to tea girl it up. <laughs> uh, let's just show the bed. No, look Sorry, now. Can you can click. So she's come out and said she's trans. Because yeah, it, early is, on, yes. it was just kind of, we just assumed, but she's saying it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I missed, Carter, I missed that. Don't you understand? That's the whole, that's the elevator pitch for the show. Put that, in the, put that in the opening <laughs> sequence then. Show a, show a cock falling off. I don't know. <laughs> or not know falling off. Let us know if you talk. This is important. Here, look. <laughs> Jam the stink. Can you pee properly, please? Holy shit. Well, I didn't think we were going to do an impromptu. Right, can't you just be careful? Jesus Christ. I didn't think we were going to do an impromptu toilet lifting. Steam shower. Who Wait, hold the on. toilet? A, you, you can push a button to lift it, but you can't push a button to put it back down? <laughs> Don't you have to put it down like an animal? Well, the technology just isn't there. It's not that advanced yet. What a shitty toilet is this? Just film this. People have been asking about this. This is the stuffed animal. Oh, this is no, don't say his name. I know you guys have seen me in this hat before, and here you will again. No, they haven't. Have you seen an Arctic fox like this? We're going to show you clips from when we were in Cleveland, our anniversary. We go to New York, L.A., oh. Florida. We travel domestically. Oh, no. We love it internationally we really as well. suck. I'm starting to think she can do better. Like, when you watch this for a while, you're like, hey, Nick, you know, there's this bigger oh, fish out there. Have you met Matt Reif, Nick? <laughs> 
it's weird to like oh good we're gonna get to see their cleveland trip i i didn't have enough of this i was hoping there's i was looking at the time saying oh there's only two minutes left no you can't be serious yeah she's a big she's the big winner in this relationship because without a chin she can go balls deep it's just it's so much easier to Oh, show idea. You bring back Patrice through AI and he watches and shits on this show. That's the show. That's the funny. That's how you can make the show funny. Yeah. You know, what would be cool is if we had a guy that did like um, bits like that at the end of the show and me and Craig could react to him. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. But he's too busy doing other shit. Hey, promotions. We suck at it's it. It's not verse. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ. I, I, I started and failed a few networks. Like, I, I don't know if you noticed. Yep. This is no, my suitcase. From- oh, no, the clip goes on forever. We're here for the next hour. I'm Sarasota. That's how bad the promo is? This is my suitcase? By the way, tell them what I stole. Who the fuck wants to see the suitcase? Tell them what I stole from the Ritz. I don't know how we're going to get the clips YouTube. in. Come here, come here, sir. How are we going to get the clips in? How can we get like moments of having the clips in? How can we do that? We got to YouTube it up. Let's YouTube it up. This happened when we were in Cleveland. That's your funny music. We won't be here for 13 minutes. See, listen. Holy shit, this Cleveland no. This happened when we were in Guilford. I need a little salt for energy. Uh, how about we'll do the cruise, okay? And we oh had so, so much fun. Bit, am I the- missing the bit? Is it like, hey, this is supposed to be this bad? No. <sighs> no. no, I think so. I think so. I think this is, I think this has to be tongue in cheek. This is opening Anthony humor. I don't get it. That's a Howard Stern. I don't think it's opening Anthony humor. That's my. That's kind of my whole point. This is Opie humor. Like there's, I I feel like there's almost a little bit of him pointing and laughing at her. Like she really wants to be on on YouTube, and I'm going to let you see what she thinks would be funny on YouTube. I I want to believe that. I want to believe that. Because I like it Jim, but it doesn't feel enough like that. Maybe it's too subtle for me. You know, you and I go for low hanging fruit, Cardiff. So maybe it's uh, too subtle for me. But I can appreciate the subtle comedic arts. But yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt only because I respect so much of what he's done before this. It, it, that, that's the weird thing to me is like I love Norton. Genuinely, he's one of, one of my favorites of all time. And if you asked me eight years ago, nine, ten years ago, when the Open Anthony show broke up. Like, what's Jim Norton going to be doing in a decade? The idea that he would be doing a knockoff TLC show, like a show that TLC will never pick up, that's troubling to me. Here we go. Little Bruce, little Bert guys, you have to like and subscribe. Fully loaded at fucking C. Check out Bert Kreischer and fucking Leanne Kreischer. Why are you cursing? Bert Kreischer, fully fucking loaded at C. Why are you yelling? I'm doing a video, oh, stupid. Here's the content from the cruise. And what's Wait, the last? Uh, what's the last clip? Make sure the stains don't show, though. That's gross. Fucking you, p- pissing all over the fucking seat. How do you know it's me? So we hope that Ew. you guys like our YouTube. It's the first joke. <laughs> it's the first joke. It was a good one. Yep. YouTube channel. We got it. Um. So we hope you like it. Like it. Uh, we hope you like it and subscribe to it. And we'll put up videos and we hope you like them. I know. We that hope that you love our yelling. I'm hoping that you guys. Okay, just stay, stay put. I hope that you guys are going to love our YouTube channel because we're going to put up content, videos for you guys. And honestly, 
We are just so excited to finally share our lives with you. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. We hope you like it. I really I hate this. Hope hat. you love it. Can I, if they're sharing it with me, can I decline my portion? <laughs> give, give it to someone else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wonder, oh, is he paying God. somebody to put those together for him? Or is he doing that himself? He's got to have some sort that's of editing. There's, that, that's, that's certainly not Norton, unless she knows how to do it, maybe. And is, is someone that... holding the camera? I guess somebody is. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, someone, <laughs> someone came over to film that. Like, hey, here's Jim Norton's guest room. Let's look at the toilet again. Let's go back to your shoes. I, here, here's how serious a matter this was to me. Is I, I saw it and I almost oh. thought, not only do I not want to play this on my show, I'd like to like destroy it. I don't want there to be evidence of that out there <laughs> because that's how much I like Jim Norton. I don't, want, I don't want anyone to find out about this. But I thought the best recourse was therapy, to talk it out with you guys because I can't wrap my head around the fact that this is what it's come to. Like, if you look at fucking tough crowd, like Patrice and Geraldo are the lucky ones. Like, <laughs> DePaulo's in Georgia wait, wait. screaming about the blacks. Are you <laughs> saying death is better than <laughs> Jim, Jim Norton's doing tours of his home? Oh. It's, it's, oh, what, what has happened to these people? Thank God for Colin Quinn never changing because what's the happened great, to the rest of these people is depressing. The great Annie Orion is in the chat. Annie, DM me. I have a great show idea. For you and me. <laughs> Let's jump on this trend before, you know, it really takes off. Hey, folks, we're going out to Minnesota this weekend. Yep. That's fun. Uh, all right. Oh. Cardiff, does the name Joe Matarese interest you at all? Yes. Looks like you're sticking around again, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> We've been covering Joe Matarese quite a bit on this program lately. Interesting. Because did you did you watch it all when like Red Bar uh, covered Joe Matarese heavily? No, I've never really watched Red Bar. So, so Red Bar was you know kind of one of the first guy or the maybe the first guy to really go after Matarese and expose a lot of the uh, ridiculousness that Joe Matarese gets into. So he took a break from podcasting for a while and then came back in uh, November and was like, "Guys, I've figured it out. I figured out my format." We're going to talk about one topic, no guests. It's only going to be a half an hour. Um, and uh, and that's going to be it. Each week, we're going to talk about one singular topic. And he kind of described that as revolutionary, as if no podcast ever thought of that before. He's completely abandoned that five weeks in, as we documented. And now he's having guests. Can we, Cardiff, uh, heck, I don't know why I keep doing that. Because <laughs> we're the same. <laughs> one of you filter hacks. Um we can't play the Louis J. Gomez clip first. We have to wait based on the way you have them. No, I, I can play it. Uh, what do you know? What is called the Louis Gomez? Um, it's I, called I, uh, Naked Pictures of Mike. <laughs> I have Scopa <laughs> opening bit. Italians, oh, Scopa. Yeah, yeah, the Scopa thing. Okay, yes, we can do that real quick. Okay, Here, we'll hold let's on. Play, let's play that. So this is. Uh, you may remember the last we left you, we were talking about Chris Scopo, who Joe Matarese in episode five or six. Uh, just announces like, hey, yeah. By the way, this is my new co-host, Chris Scopo, and doesn't know anything about him or anything. And the title of the episode is "New Co-host Chris Scopo." So we titled <laughs> the episode. So, in our next episode, I noticed Chris Scopo wasn't there, and I thought that's a little weird. So let me play you a little bit of why Chris Scopo might not be there. 
This is from a, a recent appearance on the Real Ass Podcast with Luis J. Gomez, Lev Fur, and Zach Amigo. Right. No, you're very funny. Involved. I just feel like you Aren't should. Are you on be... Joe Matarese's pod now or something? I had a couple guest host things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with that. Joe Matarese. I know. You know that that's the equivalent of him filming your fucking sketch, dude. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing Joe Matarese's fucking podcast. <laughs> you're selling everyone that's watching yeah. from the outside. You're saying, "Hey, I'm a loser." Yeah. <laughs> Is it about getting back into comedy? <laughs> no, I, I, I like the guy. He was nice. He's I like nice. Joe. Matt. Let me say this. Nice Let me make this very clear because it sounds like I'm trashing Joe Matarese. Okay. Which you are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you saying I'd rather be murdered than on camera with that guy, <laughs> Joe Matarese. <laughs> Yo, I always thought Joe Matarese was kind of funny. Like, I when I started in comedy, I have a weird thing, dude. I, I like, I just respect the elders, dude. I, yeah, when yeah. I came into it, dude, he was like a guy who was working like stand up New York and working the cellar. I just, dude, he always had funny enough jokes. He had a joke about fucking like, um, I don't know, dude. I don't remember selling one of his jokes, <laughs> but he, I, he, he was always funny <laughs> enough. And Joe was a pro. He did TV, did right. his fucking thing. Pro matteries. But I'm just saying, you know, he would say that. He would tell you, like, "Hey, dude, this isn't a good career move to be co-hosting the Joe Matteries <laughs> podcast." That's crazy. That's a crazy career move if you're trying to do things in the industry. If you don't want to do anything in the end, this sounds really. All right, dude. That sounds bad. You gotta edit. You gotta edit this out. You can't edit this. Edit all the Cuomo stuff. You gotta edit this out. Yeah, come on. None of this has been me. This is all. I'm I'm just kidding. Don't edit any of it. But I'm edited it. But I mean, it's it's all hilarious. It's all good fun. Did you ever see what? I'm not shitting. I'm not shitting on Joe Matter. No, no, not at all. He's a pro. He's funny. But I mean, you know, come on, dude. I've never. The idea. He's been talking to. He's like, listen, Joe Matter is a great guy, but seriously, come on, what the fuck are you doing? So, Matarese can't catch a fucking break. Even, like, the people he has uh, co-hosting his podcast are on other podcasts being like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, man. It's like someone that's talking about an addiction or something. They're like, I don't know. I got to get my shit together. I was on Joe Matarese's podcast. It's, uh, maybe we get Stuttering John and Joe Matarese together. The internet would love it. That would be a lot of fun, I think, if those two got together. Couple of long, no, uh, Matarese's jersey. I was gonna say a couple of Long Island. Oh, guys. it wouldn't work then. No, you'd have to be. <laughs> we need someone from Long Island because only someone from Long Island knows how to talk to someone from Long Island. That mentality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, Matarese's pod. Th- these are from uh, episodes six and seven of his podcast where he found another new co host named Marta something. I don't know who it is. This is when we're on. Shut your phone off. Shut your phone off, Marta. I just know it starts. I nothing was cut out. That's how the <laughs> that's how the episode starts. Where it's him telling her to shut the phone off. I don't know if that's supposed to be like a silly, like, hey, she has her phone on, but it's nine seconds long and then the intro music starts. Can we watch again? Because I think he gets angry. It, it was, yeah, his face, yes, his face turned. This is when we're on. Shut your phone off. Shut your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> why would you leave that in shut your if you just please shut your phone they're not live there's literally no reason to have left that in i'm i don't know what it's weird it's strange seeing a show like that not in this format like the one camera sitting beside each other <laughs> like that just seems like it should be a zoom show i've never watched the show but that seems like it should be a zoom show nothing more Probably. So, well, you know, that's the thing about matter. Joe Matarese is you lose the magic, the chemistry. When you're in the room with him, you don't, you, you, it flows so much better because you guys are zinging and zang and he's so crazy that only in the same room can you match his energy, you know? 
Next, well, next up, we have Italian. Italian. Yeah. So this is the new Joe has. Joe's revel, revelations are always like repeating. They're on repeat for some reason. Because a few years ago, he realized that his career was an uptick when he was opening for Sebastian Maniscalco, mm-hmm. and talking about more Italian stuff. Like for whatever reason, like in the algorithm, that really helped him a lot. And then he stopped doing it. Like he just lost, I don't know, motivation to do it, I guess. And then out of nowhere, years later, he realizes this, what he's about to talk about. You want to go and see me live? You're going, where's Joe Mattery's going to be performing? Here's some of my dates. And uh, you're going, what's the Italian comedy night? Believe it or not. This is going to sound pathetic, but it's hold on, Hold on, hold on. Go back. I, want to I hear played Pottstown. I want to hear what's going to sound <laughs> pathetic. But I like the idea that you you see Italian comedy night and your mind, you can't comprehend intellectually. You're like, that's got to be, are you flying me to Italy? What could it be, Joe? Obviously, it's fucking guineas doing comedy, telling their yuck yucks. What else could it be? You're Joe probably Matter. looking at the words Italian comedy night and thinking, this, is, this must be quantum physics. I can't grasp it. It is weird to see Pottstown now anytime I see it. Like, hey, I know that. He's going to be performing. Here's some of my dates. And uh, you're going, what's the Italian comedy night? Believe it or not, this is going to sound pathetic, but it's working. I I made uh, an Italian comedy show, and uh, I tour with a couple other Italian comics, and I can't believe how many more people are coming to see me live (laughs) just by putting the word Italian on the thing. And then what's classic is we show up, and and we're very non-Italian Italian when we show up. Like, that's kind of the hook of our show. That's good. (laughs) So we we dupe people into showing up. This is this is the formula. You can do the ethnic com- comedy tour. So you pick your ethnicity. Yep. You learn, you know, twelve or thirteen words in in old world dialect. You yeah. say you make jokes about your Nona and how she used to throw <laughs> slippers at you, and you got the crowd roaring. They're on your side the whole time. It's perfect. It's hilarious to be like. And we don't do any Italian shit. We have fooled the audience. And on another <laughs> level, what he's saying is like. So I realized putting my name on the uh, on the posters weren't working. So what I've done now is just said, hey, don't worry about who individually is performing. Just know that they're Italian. And then they'll leave disappointed, but they'll be there. That's the point. The next poster should just be the Italian flag and dates. <laughs> Comedy. With with your mother's Sunday gravy on the front. That's what's that's what's most important is these dumb gindaloons will show up no matter what Dago you put on the poster. That's all. You just need a last name that ends in a vowel because these idiots will come in droves no matter who's performing. Next we have Joe Rocks. So Joe has a lot of uh, other passions. Like stand-up wasn't always he could have failed at in his life. And that's what he's going to tell us in this episode. And then I come right back to about eight minutes from my house on the 27th of December. And between Christmas and New Year's, everybody's off. Pelham, New York, doing a show with uh, my friend's live band who lives two doors down from me. I'm doing stand-up. He's doing doing some original music. Wait, was that then on the poster? rock it out together. I think this is a separate date. I don't think this is uh No, was that the last date on the poster? Was it Pelham? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, so he's putting his right back he's, to about. He's got his music my- on the poster. That's, that's the bottom one. There it was Pelham. Oh, <laughs> so he's got his band on the Italian comedy night poster. <laughs> <laughs> 
house. Here's the, the thing: t- these these Italians they don't know how to read. They you, they just see the <laughs> they see there's going to be fucking uh, chicken parm there, and they'll show up. We're really going to fool them. Twenty seventh <laughs> of December, and between Christmas and New Year's, everybody's off. Pelham, New York, doing a show with uh, my friend's live band who lives two doors down from me. I'm doing stand up. He's doing doing some original oh, music. Already, this is a terrible. Rock. I'm doing st- I'm doing a show with my neighbor. <laughs> Now, I'm going to assume his neighbor is not John Mayer, who's skilled at both music <laughs> and comedy. I'm just going to go out on a, on a limb and say that that's not who it is, because his name apparently wasn't worth mentioning. So Joe is still, he never gets out of his own way, where he's like, guys, you know what you really want to want? Everyone's home for Christmas, so you don't have an excuse like he's locking us into plans. God, fuck, he got us. I'm free that night. And I'm going to do impressions of all my teachers from first to eighth grade. You're going to love it if you went to my high school. Oh, my neighbor's going to be there. I've got a funny uncle that might come up on stage. It's a lot of fun. And, and, and all gearheads take note that uh, I might call John Mayer a skilled at comedy. Uh, you, I, you know what? It's, I'm glad you pointed that out, Hack Red. I noticed it the second I said it. What I should have said is he's skilled at music and does comedy. <laughs> he does enough comedy to get hot women. That's it. Yeah, he's no friends more. with Dave Chappelle is what I should have said. <laughs> get out together at the end. So 12-27 for those tickets. Yeah, yeah. So the Italian, Italian comedy night is very exciting. If you're in Jersey for Christmas, make sure you see that. Show matter might sh- be my next stuttering John. Thank <laughs> you for, thank you for bringing that to me. You've seen nothing yet, Cardiff. This guy's amazing. All right, next one up, show prep. Yeah, so J- Joe likes to let it rip. He's going to tell us about his process. That's always exciting. Like exactly what? What are some? What would you say? You is your, what's your biggest the credits? Writing. Oh, my biggest credit. Biggest show running credit. I mean, there are a lot there. You know, I. I do all the Love and Hip Hop reunions. I Ooh. did the Kids' Choice Awards for a while. I created the Long Island Medium. I What's the Long the, Island Medium? It's it literally like in the name, Joe. Pop- <laughs> <laughs> it's well, titled you, What It Is, You Dickbag. <laughs> started as a large, and we followed her weight loss journey all the way to a medium. Do they live in the middle of Long Island? What's going on here? What's with the books? Popular- <laughs> we TL, another show on TLC. We just found an average-sized woman. <laughs> We're following her around Long Island. <laughs> what are the books for? In front of he them? puts he puts the books up. I think to seem smart, like he has uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad on there, and I think that's his way of being like, "Hey, gang, I invest. You know, the money that you give me on YouTube or Patreon, I'm putting that back in. I'm reinvesting that. That's going to be my kids' future." Got George Carlin's book, Chris Rock's book. Like, what's he? He's learned from I, I, all the greats. <laughs> what's funny is, I believe, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe the studio that he uses, other comics use for their podcast. It's a library. <laughs> well, it's funny to just imagine Joe setting up those books and then having to take them down at the end of the show. Yeah. Dirk Diggler had a lot of books too. Uh, sometimes they're just dressing for a room. <laughs> but it's great, like. Essentially, like not knowing what the Long Island medium is, if it is as if I was I had Cardiff on today and I was like, and you cover uh, what is it, Bobo from the Opie and Anthony show, Cardiff? Is that right? Is that what you focus on mostly? Yeah. Just like having no idea who the fuck you're talking about. Your show, we had a 10 year run 
It was on TLC with Teresa Caputo. Okay. She's 10 years of bullshit. It was very exciting. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Sounds like a definite stressful job. He wants you closer to the mic. Why do you? Okay. <laughs> you know how to? Look, it's on a it's I on understand. A I just stopped. That looks a little. <laughs> just bickering with the guest. He's, but it's he's also got interesting. Some, he's got some Andy Dick energy. I'm going to be honest. He's got some weird energy. <laughs> Maybe you'll see uh, John at the Salvation Army. But he he does it like it's also interesting to me to have never heard, you don't know what a medium is, and then you find out for the first time, and your response is just nice. nice. That, must have, like, that must have been a lot of work. <laughs> it's not like oh, so you were a bullshit artist, you know? You might riff on something, Joe. You know? Just how go, do you oh, okay. how do you mic the spirits? How do you get there? <laughs> mic the spirits. But but Mike. He is learning. That is the next clip. Okay. Good. Well, so we've criticized Joe for, because he keeps repeating the same mistakes in podcasting. So maybe, maybe finally he gets it and realizes he shouldn't listen to every single comment he gets every week. Also want to tell people out there, a lot of the listeners and the watchers of the podcasts have connected with me because I'm very accessible <laughs> and they're like, you're too nice. You're very nice on your podcast. You're a nice guy. You and Mike are nice. Podcasting needs like somebody who's kind of sweeping the leg. That's what they said. Okay. And uh, so I don't know. I think I said that to you in a text. I said, so feel free to just shit on me. And I think you'll naturally do that. Yeah. I mean, we can start with the sweater. The but so she, uh, I didn't eliminate any funny jokes. She's not great at it. But <laughs> what's great about Joe is like, Every like one week, he'll be like, you know, there's no negativity on this podcast. It's all about helping people. And then he's like, I got three comments that said I should be an asshole. So I'd like to start being mean on the show, if you wouldn't mind. So I brought a premenopausal woman in here to roast me on my sweater. <laughs> a woman who hasn't done comedy in like 20. I guess she started as a stand up and then became a show run, like worked for fucking Nickelodeon. So Joe's like, hey, I know what I need. I need to recreate the magic of fixing Joe with uh, Artie Lang, Anthony Cumia, and Jim Norton. And I'm going to have some, you know, older woman that has worked on the Kids' Choice Awards to roast my shirt. And I, and I got the, uh, I got to thank Yen Zen for the, for the inspiration for that joke. Thank you, Yen Zen. I still oh, thank you, Yen Zen. Zen's killing the chat. All right. Up next is Joe's Big Idea. I don't steal from the chat without crediting, okay? I'm <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Well, I think so I think Joe has uh I believe this is where he's talking about his the reality show idea he had. Like he frames the podcast like they're revisiting uh his show that got canceled by NBC when I think it's just something he threw out in a pitch meeting once and they spend a minute and a half on it. So the title was a little misleading, but uh, this is him talking about his massive influence he, or uh, uh, idea he had. I know. So you had to deal at NBC so you could only be a producer on your own show. Tell us the concept. So it was this like fascinating. It, it was hidden camera before anybody did any of okay. these punked type shows. Okay. So the show was going to be a DJ company and we were going to cast it. And I was casting it with all my comedian friends that I thought would be good at fucking with people basically mm -hmm. because i always come up with these hybrid ideas they're never straightforward so the idea was 
cast actors to play these different kind of DJs for this DJ company. It's all scripted, but we're going into real parties. I love that. And the people don't know it, and they're getting punked as it's happening. So imagine actors are the valet guys and they're being, they don't realize it. They're being fucked with immediately. It was very, uh, Tony and Tina's wedding. I'm going to play a track that's singer. 120 beats per minute right into a track that's 90 beats per minute. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> People won't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> they'll be Holy dancing rules. and all of a sudden they'll miss a step. It'll be hilarious. Oh, the bewilderment on their faces. <laughs> sorry, sorry to, sorry to bring it back to John, but have you seen the clip that's going around of John's punked style reality show that he was pitching? No, I don't think so. I think it was called A-Holes. The, the, <laughs> the clip that's on Reddit is literally him with a string on a dollar bill standing on top of an escalator. <laughs> I'm just picturing him in black and white, like Ashton Kutcher. Like, all right. Today, we put a whoopee cushion on the boss's chair. <laughs> and wait. It's so good to see you back, Mike. Oh, this is amazing. Watch this, guys. There's a buzzer in my right palm. <laughs> Don't wait smell the flower. the next person. The flower might square you in the eye. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yes. Yeah. I've got this one. You know those jack-in-the-boxes? Yes. Where I give the jack-in-a-box to a kid. Yeah. And you, you cranks it up, and when it jumps out, it sprays bleach in their face. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Got him. I love Joe, the 80s. Essentially, Matt Arisa's idea. Oh, we'll finish the clip. Sorry. Yeah. Meets Joe Matt yeah. This is a fantastic. Yeah. Is this not a great show it idea? I would pitch idea. it now. I would pitch Let's it pitch now. It. What was Fine, the name I'll of it? It was called The B Side. I liked it better when it was called Dick's Last Resort, is essentially what he's pitching. Like, imagine if you went into a restaurant and they were kind of rude to you. B-side. <laughs> so I'm assuming he was a DJ at one he point He was, in his yeah, life. he talks a lot about it. I guess when he was 19, he was a, yeah. a DJ. And one of the things he talked about was, um, I guess he had a DJ crew. It was like him and a couple other guys were DJs. And they called themselves the Dynamite Crew or something like that. And they walked around with sticks of dynamite, he said. I, assume, I hope fake, but... I've I've been at the wedding table with DJ more than once in my life. Yeah. They're not interesting people. Well, Joe Joe evolved into different types of bombing after his dynamite career. But uh what's next, Hack Fried? I, I, I just love the idea of Joe being like, hey, we're somewhat rude to people at a wedding, and we're just gonna film their reactions. <laughs> Holy shit. This one's called Sexy Joe. Oh yeah, Joe's. Uh, he he loves the idea Sorry. of having a woman. He's clearly a sex star in a sex starved marriage of some kind. Sorry, he I got to bring this back to Stuttering John again. Oh please, do you remember his failed wedding roasters business? That sounds more familiar, but I don't know if I remember it. He he started a business, I think, and I think he had the website weddingroasters.com or something like that. Okay, where you would pay him to go to your wedding and roast people. Boy, basically, isn't, isn't look at the bride. bride She's wants. so fat. <laughs> it was just like a ploy to get free alcohol for life. Yeah. So he was going to package himself with guys like this, with the DJ. It was going to be a whole package. You get the DJ, you get the wedding <laughs> roaster, you get the catering, all in one place. What Give me John and Scott the engineer. I'm in. Well, you know what a bride would really like? Imagine if you filmed that. And that's what Joe Matteris provides. Oh. So. <laughs> 
Uh, well, somebody said, you know, like, look at got, that. I have you have muscular arms. Why don't oh. you show them off? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm doing the comedy thing where a hot girl doesn't want to show her boobs like. I work out, so I have muscular arms, but I, I, I don't want you to see them when I'm up. Oh, standing. no, 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 no. Come on. You can't take it off and then put Leave it back it on. Come on. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. closing on, his robe. Metaphorically. Oh, I'm in business. I haven't lifted in like oh, five days. Oh, Joe, don't worry. Wanna... Five days. It's, it's very funny that Joe, I think on some level, Joe thinks like he could have been the Matt Reif of his generation, but he's like, I'd, I'd rather, I'm, I'm about the hue, I'm about the craft of comedy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be reduced to some just piece of meat that women are ogling. Oh, Joe. Yeah, thank you for. Uh, I I really haven't heard much about Joe in many years. I think someone in the chat said, "Yeah, Artie used to talk about him." I think he used to tour with Artie. He did. Shows yeah. With Artie, yeah. But I never really knew of him. I knew the name, but that was it. But thank you, Blind Mike Geary. Oh, please check <laughs> check him out. He's of this iteration of his podcast. He's only got like seven episodes, I think, so far. But uh, one, one day when Joe Matarese is cursing you out for introducing the potato, this <laughs> fucking potato won't leave me alone. He's calling my mother. <laughs> He's... And then I'll know. I'm like, oh, it was all real. It was Cardiff. He was pulling the puppet strings. <laughs> up next, we have what a tease. Oh, yeah. This is him floating out. Uh, yeah, uh, his new idea, but also, um, Cardiff, now that we're introducing you to the world of Joe Matteris, you might have a special coming out, buddy. So buckle up. Thank you. Dang. Uh, I had another one of our super fans, Ron Poliquin, who uh, is a great guy. He had a suggestion because I like to talk about these old nostalgic That's, topics. That's, by the way, for the people that have been uh, with us through this entire process, Ron Poliquin may have been the same guy that slept over his house. I don't know if you heard us talk about this, Cardiff, no. but he had a fan sleep at his home because the guy messaged. Joe's a guy that got trolled relentlessly for a long time. Like Porcelain has made three documentaries about the trolling of Joe Matteris. Wait, does he have kids? As a matter of fact, he does. All right, perfect. He's got all the <laughs> he's got all the things I need. Oh, and Cardiff, you're gonna love going after him. They're very bullyable. <laughs> good, good, but. This is a man, like even John, I don't even think John is this dumb. Well, maybe he is. But someone messaged Matt Reese and was like, hey, I'm going to be in Jersey for the weekend. I need a place to stay. And Joe brought him into the into their house, the Matt Reese home, with his family and let him sleep in the guest room. Oh, anyway, like, that's right. It's like a mixed story. It's called Mullet's and Mixtapes <laughs> that I filmed a year ago and still isn't done. And uh, it's been a, that was a hard editing the trailer to that. But um, these he said, you should like bring back like an episode and call it like callback and, uh, uh, and and put it at the end of the episode. And uh, I said, I, I love that idea. So I started thinking of different ones. And for this first time doing callback, I, I so, brought up the name Howard Cosell. That's very exciting. So if the, if, if the the idea of the callback was too hard for you, you know, layman to understand. Simpletons. Yeah. Basically what it is, is uh, every week Joe's going to tweet out, hey, do you guys like Howard Cosell or did you like uh, Cheers? And then people are going to call the voicemail and be like, as a matter of fact, I did like Cheers. I was a uh, I was a Cliff Clavin man myself. Norm. And that's the that, that's the whole thing. Is it's as if uh, Carl's voicemail line segment 
was solely about something from 1976. You Boston guys can't stop talking about Cheers, huh? <laughs> all I, you I, have. I, I do. I do talk about Cheers a lot. You're right, Carter. <laughs> the next one is called alliteration. Oh, this is this is funny. Where Joe just can't grow. Like, so they're talking about Howard Cosell, and someone he he got a couple of voicemails, and uh, one of the persons said, "I loved his alliteration." And that's a concept that is lost on Joe. Uh, what are the word? I don't know. He used a great word for, because that's what he, he was. He was Dennis Miller before Dennis Miller. If you think about it, he was a wordsmith. He would say words like, let me think. Oh, he uh, said alliteration. He said alliteration. he used alliteration. That he, that no, sounds, he didn't say the word alliteration. He used alliteration. Yeah, yes, but that is sounds like a Howard Cosell <laughs> word. Alliteration. You know, <laughs> He's remarkably <laughs> retarded. <laughs> Yes. Right, Mr. Believer, <laughs> Professor Higgins, if thinks, you will. He, he just thinks that uh, the word alliteration was part of How, Howard Cosell's intro every week. <laughs> the the alliteration of Joe Montana. It's like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense, Joe. Do you know what alliteration is? I'm just guessing it's a uh, good vocabulary. No, what it's it not. Mean? Mike, do you know what alliteration is? <laughs> who are three it, people who have not been in my second. kitchen? <laughs> by with uh, a meeting of another behind it nope guys wow. alliteration is when you use the same first letter in a word and you like charming courageous and curious joe matter reese oh so he yeah, is yeah. it's using the same he letter Oh, the way he's talking, like it has, like a, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That <laughs> that's he, he basic, that. like that's that's eighth, not that's eighth grade English. But who the hell talks like that? Howard, Howard Cosell, you Howard jackass! Cosell. Yeah, the guy you were talking about. <laughs> it was like when he goes, when he goes, that's cool. That it felt like when you were teaching, like uh, Robin Williams in the movie Jack. Like you almost you almost feel bad for the guy where you're like oh he's really just a boy learning how to pretend to be an adult <laughs> you're like, oh man that's really cool and he gets all the letters to sound the same at the beginning of the world how does he do that is he a magician you know what got i was sitting there watching and and i'm sure hack Wright will be able to put this together for you in a future episode but remember the uh the ben stiller character in um Simple Jack. Simple Jack. Yeah, Simple Jack. Yes. Yeah. Simple Jack. Yeah, yeah. I got a <laughs> lot of that vibe off of him. Uh, yes. you make me happy. <laughs> Going forward. Right. Uh, wacky open is the next. Yeah. So this is the this is the next episode, and this is what Joe has been doing. So he again, like, he stuck to his guns on this, where he's like, every episode's only going to be half an hour, basically. But what he's been doing is making people stay for an hour. I'm just like doing what, two like what you're doing to me <laughs> but at least i'm putting it out as one episode oh. <laughs> what joe's doing would be is like if i split this up into three or four episodes and next week was like guys cardiff is back with us <laughs> would you believe it wearing the same hat <laughs> so so joe did that with chris scopo and then at the end of episode five teases like hey and scopo is going to be back with us he's the new co-host then episode six comes around and it's marta scopo's just disappeared he must have heard the luis j gomez podcast or something hold on be right back okay because uh scopo is gone i'm curious what cardiff is up to now oh it's okay i'm here mike look at that pop right in 
All right, yeah. All right. So let's see the uh, now we saw the open of episode six where it seemed to be like a I don't know a mistake that it was in there. The start of episode seven I thought was the same thing, but shame on me for underestimating the brilliance of Joe. Oh, look at look at Cardiff. He's got a he's got a Cardiff came back with a Santa beard on. It's amazing. Help you. This will help you cut it up like it's a different episode. Oh, that's fun. Hey, guys, go. welcome back to the Blind Mike Project. It's a, it's a happy new year, everybody. We're joined by Cardiff Electric. Did I, I screw have to, up? I, I have to stop forgetting I have this Santa filter. I got, this is like my one. I've got like two weeks to use this. <laughs> I like it. Did I you guys up? can get that tonight, by the way, on the potato, potato slash Tukey soup mm-hmm. on the Cardiff Electric trip. Did I I'm screw up? Did I screw up? What do you mean? Do you have somebody to pick up Luke? This is just the yeah, start of the podcast. Okay. Who's going to pick up Will? Just going to Abby's. Okay. But he has the, he has the, 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 the comedic Whatever. genius to put on speaker. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, she was in on it. That's the big reveal. I know you're recording. Now, my question to Joe would be, what's the payoff on your end? She's like, hey, jo-. it's it reminds me of uh, when John Mulaney talks about this guy, uh, Walter Jacobson, who was like a newscaster in Chicago when Mulaney was a kid, I guess. And he goes and he would do these wacky bits where he would pretend to be a homeless man and grill people that are walking by, like not donating. And they'd say, man, you're Walter Jacobson. And they just move on with their day. <laughs> That's what it feels like when Joe's pranking his wife here, where he's like, I've got the phone on speaker. And his wife's like. Yeah, I know you're recording. And then they just do the intro of the show. You know, you got me again, Joe. <laughs> oh, and that, Cardiff, you're going to, if you get into Joe Matarese, what you're really going to love, watch the porcelain documentaries. Because what you'll find is his wife tries to be as supportive of, as she can of his career, but really resents it because it is not taking off in the way he keeps promising it will. I would rather not watch the porcelain documentaries and then just do Joe Matarese for a couple of years and then go back and watch and see if I came to the same conclusions that, that's as the honestly, porcelain documentary. You know what? I always tell people, if you can, if if you know someone that hasn't seen Breaking Bad, have them watch Better Call Saul first and see if it all lines up correctly. If you watch Better Call Saul, then Breaking Bad, that's what you could yeah. do with like watching, Joe Matarese's story. Like watching the Star Wars trilogy or whatever watching one two three four five six yes is that what you're saying? yeah, yeah exactly that's exactly it you know or as i as we like to say here in boston like watching frazier before cheers you know Got it. yeah <laughs> All right, enough about you is the next clip oh yeah <laughs> you know joe always has a guest on but like hey come on you know we got to bring it back to the man here i'm the derailer Marta, so let me tell you because tell sh- me the, about the, what's the been joe going on. show definitely is a little bit of a narcissistic program it's like it would be nice really? to sit That's here so it'd be nice <laughs> to sit here and interview marta and figure out everything she's been doing and promote but it's like it's kind of that's not that's what not this what show this is, is about yeah. it's not about me it's about you joe joe yeah. tell me what's been going on what did you do so, this last weekend um, you said something crazy happened with your wife yeah so i'm gonna tell it's great to have a guest on and pipe down cardiff while i get this out it's great to have someone on and be like i I'm, i made you come here out of your way to do this show i don't give a fuck about you though we're this is we're really <laughs> talking about me i just need a pair of ears to talk into can i talk to him i guess I agree. <laughs> Potato soup tonight, folks. What time is that again? 10 or 10.30. See, I'm depends, better than Joe Depends Matters. when I get home from dinner. Okay. 
Right, so just, just follow me. Follow me on your GPS when I'm close to home. Everybody knows my address now. When I'm close to home, uh, tune in. And go to go to Hamilton, Canada, or wherever the fuck Josh yes. says you're from. Yeah, we got you, Dransky. All right, up next, naughty talk. Oh, uh, yeah, so Cardiff, you need a little background here. Joe's brother reached out to I've him. I got a background. Week. It's Carl's basement. Very good. Uh, Joe's brother reached out to him last week. And he said, the problem with your podcast is you don't curse enough. He's like, man, I, I like it. I like the show a lot better when you say like, fuck and pussy. This is legitimate. Like this was the brother's this legitimate brother. Yes. And Joe has tried to abide by this. So we see now that he is like trying to live up to his end of the bargain. here. This goes back to my <laughs> brother who said, stop being so clean on your podcast. Say pussy, say dirty words, curse more. All that shit. So I, I, I try to drop pussy. it. Pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Wait, do then you're one? Pussy. Pussy. Whoa, dude. That's I'll never just, that's come the again. Clip. Everyone just watch the episode. Is that digest? The 60 year old man. Like, guys, will you please watch me if I say the word pussy over and over again? <laughs> yes, doing, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. Is that worse than Stuttering John's hemorrhoid gags? I don't know. No. Or the same. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like Joe saying pussy a little better than John's. At least he's not acting it out the way John is like, I, oh man, my roids. I definitely didn't like Marta saying pussy. It was, it was I uncomfortable. Was, I was not a fan of that. And we are to the final clip called Next Call Back. Oh, yeah. So, this, so we heard uh, last week was Howard Cosell. Then this week, they get into some even more salacious topics. Something that's. You're going to want to put in the, the thumbnail. It's what gets the kids into the show. All right. Hold on. Let me write that down. Here we go. Today's callback, and I started thinking about this, and something I miss a lot, mm-hmm. is a night when we were young where you would watch all the shows yep. on a network back to back to back to back from 8 o'clock till 11. You would watch all of them, they usually know. as a family, right? Did you watch TV with your mom and dad? Because I did. No. So Joe's topic du jour is he throws it out on Twitter to all of his fans and says, call and leave me a voicemail about when you watched more than a half an hour of television. (laughs) Just call in and that's going to be the fodder for the day. Imagine you watch two, three, four shows in a row. Talk about that into my voicemail and then I'll just riff on it. TGI Fridays, go. (laughs) Well, Cardiff, that's, you're joking? The topic was must-see TV on NBC. There you go. Okay. <laughs> they were, and, and then they get it wrong the whole time. He's like, yeah, Frasier was a staple. It wasn't. It was on Thursdays for a little bit, but then it was on Tuesdays mostly. Like, he just gets all the shows wrong. And then when anyone else would mention a show, like, I think the producer goes, uh, Mad About You was in that lineup. And Joe goes, nah, not really. It's like, I skipped that we, one. Where so, are we going with this show? So what I'm talking about is when you watch from 8 to 8.30 – and then 9.30 to 11, that's. Imagine, imagine sitting down and watching a marathon of TV. Those were the good old days. It's not like now when people literally put on a show for the entire day. You can just stream. The first season is done by the afternoon because you can just stream whatever the fuck you want. I'm talking about the good old days when you watched an hour and a half of television. Gee, yeah, he's going to be fun. Thank you, Mike. Thank yeah. you. Mike. Hey, Cardiff. Blind Mike Geary. 
which mine is yours. I've taken enough from you. You know, That's true. I have a fucking guy with a filter doing wacky games at the end of my show. You're more than welcome to take Joe Matteris. Oh, but <laughs> but Mike, all the people are 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 chat are talking right now. The internet is a buzz about this show. We've we've done a great show. Oh, good. But they're all saying, what makes this different than who are these socials? And what I say yes. is, who are these socials starts the show with banter. But we end the show with banter. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, banter. Any... Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Carl usually takes the reins. Well, this is your show, so. Oh, well, hey. Uh, you you know, have to Cardiff. set the tone, or at least set the tone for the banter. So, uh, Cardiff. I noticed that I was traveling from uh, my vacation house, mm-hmm. which I rarely mention, but I have a, I have a couple of homes mm-hmm. and because I'm doing very well. And I was traveling from one of them. And wouldn't you know, it, the flight was delayed. Oh, no. What yeah. did you do? I got really annoyed by it. You get free miles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, I love I love Carl. I love my banter with Carl. And I think we segue into it very naturally the way we did here. Yeah, very naturally. But but did they get all the uh, anal remnants out of your sheets before you arrived at your vacation house? That's great. I I just love the idea of threatening a uh, not a landlord, but whatever you would call it, a a person renting their house with the idea of shitting all over their home and just thinking you won't have to pay for it. Like the, the, the childlike wonderment that like. And that'll be of no cost to me. I'm just going to say I'm going to do it and then never pay for it. You can't blame me. You rented me the place. <laughs> it's your you fault. You know I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> I, I put it I put it in the, when I submitted the, 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 the rental to Airbnb, I put it in the list. I put it in the note that I tend to shit everywhere I walk. There could be a John's Law on Airbnb. Like, this could set precedent where... Carl complains the B and B, and in the future you have to disclose whether or not you have bloody hemorrhoids before you rent a home. Like that could well, that, set legal precedent. It, it will be called the Melendez clause. They'll add that. They'll add that to every every listing from now on. The chocolate right, covered John, cherry you're clause. Famous. You're famous, John. Airbnb uh. has named a clause after you. Cardiff, we've had a lot of fun here today. You've given you us more than enough of your time. Yes, I have. Plug, uh, plug what's going on tonight one more time. Uh, potato soup, tukey soup crossover uh, tomorrow, uh, tonight, 10 or 10.30. Probably 10. I'll probably just stick with 10.30. But anyway, uh, big, massive. I've, I've, I've just about touched 1,000 viewers my last few episodes of, of potato soup. I've just gotten so close. And I said, what do I need to push myself over the edge? Well, I need to dilute the audience across multiple channels, but combined <laughs> we will break the thousand. Um, so why the fuck not? I want to. Have you got to keep challenging yourself. You know, gotta gotta keep challenging. So definitely watch tonight. Watch on my channel, of course. Super chat on my channel, of course. But if you want to watch Tuki, that's fine too. Uh, tomorrow night, subreddit surfing is a Patreon only a special live stream. We've got a great guest, but we'll do a regular show uh, on Tuesday, and then the show we do tomorrow night will release on Christmas. Uh, for the poor people. Well, thank you very much for coming. But also on. go to CarlsonComedy.com for tickets to the live show March the 9th. Yeah, go support surfing. Go support Cardiff's Patreon and subreddit surfing and all that stuff. Cardiff's a good man. We like him. Yes. So and uh, support the boy, for God's sake. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. And, and Merry Christmas, Blind Mike Geary. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. We'll hang around and finish up Super Chats and the last couple of things we have, but you've given us uh, enough of your time. I appreciate it, Cardiff. Good luck. And thank you, Hack Ride. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are welcome, Cardiff. And, Thank and you. And the other one. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's boring. Let's not mention him. No. <laughs> All right. Everyone, the great Cardiff Electric. Thank you, Cardiff. Galaga. <laughs> part of the uh, part of the family here, I like to think. You know? Yes. We've yes. Every... from Carl every once in a while. Oh my God! The chat is blowing up. They love you two together. The, the, the chemistry is off the charts. Yes, there's almost 500 people in chat. We have a winner on our hands. Blind Mike, well, let's make sure I'll we go back to trade lying, music. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I totally. No, we're <laughs> buying viewers. Yes, we're buying viewers. That's what oh, we were doing. Good, good, good. I, I, I like the idea that so many people are being accused of buying viewers, and the number they're buying is a thousand, which is like, it's good, but it's. Like, why would you want to buy that number? If you're buying, shoot for the moon. You know. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it makes no sense to spend 30 cents. If you're going to do it, let's do it. Let's be the first one with a million views in the Dabbleverse. Let's just really go for it. Uh, we, we, we actually should do that. Like, buy like 12 million viewers. Yes, yes. <laughs> why not? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Well, let's put it on Boney's channel. That way there's no problem with monetization. We'll just see yeah. Boney get 12 million views and just show what well, YouTube is uh, ridiculous. And they don't care about their, uh, their, their, their platform. But, Mike, I have a few more clips. You want to do Matt Reif or Tosh or what would you like? To do? I guess yeah. I guess let's do a little. I think they tie into each other in a way, but let's start with Matt Reif because okay. we cover him a decent amount, and he's this guy's in trouble again. This Matt Reif kid, it's crazy. Yes, and before we get to Matt Reif, let me just say that there is the pinned uh, text at the top of the chat, and that is uh, for turning on your memberships. So if you would like a gifted membership, turn that on, and if you want to give a membership, give a membership. It's Christmas time, people. Come on, yeah. all right. I, I, I forgot I didn't promote anything of mine. Yeah, that's <laughs> Go okay. to blindmike.net <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Subscribe. We have a Patreon. We have YouTube memberships. So subscribe if you like. Do the same for Hack Ride. Go to his channel. Subscribe. All that. Support the book. You guys know it. People plug enough. You know how to support the show if you want to at this point. You know. Yes. Yes. And here we go. This is the first clip. This is Matt Rife versus a six-year-old. Correct. That's what's going on here. Yeah, I get. So Matt Rife's been getting a lot of uh, flack particularly on TikTok, where he was where he was born essentially where he rose to fame and so they've really turned on him and now he's in a war with a six-year-old where where uh we'll, we'll unpack this after we hear the woman's accusations i can already tell i do not here we go matt rife has decided to start beef with my six-year-old child online yeah start you heard beef. me correctly my hold on can i make a prediction here yes i'm gonna go ahead and assume matt rife didn't pick the fight <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess Matt Rife right now. One of the most famous comedians working didn't yes, yes, seek out some ladies, six year old on TikTok and no, take him to task. I mean, I, no, I'm going to guess that. I don't know that for sure. No, he's buried in 10 feet of pussy. He dug himself out of that to find your six year old. Come on. Right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Child online. So. My name is Bunny Hidea. If you don't know me, Hidea means gift. And this is my gift Ugh. to you. Oh, is she exhausted? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is the dating world. I'm a single demon. And oh, this is the entire dating world. It is trash. In her mind, does that mean she's a gift? Like I was named <laughs> that. So this kind of held true over the, I really have no choice other than to be a gift. I can be yes. as much of a whiny bitch on TikTok as possible, but I'm still a gift because my name is Hidea. Yes. My parents installed this narcissism early. You had, <laughs> I had no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they called me gift. <laughs> Eating Matt right to Phil. Like Matt, I have a full female audience online. Although I like mine. 
I don't want the men. You can keep them, please. I will gladly. Okay, so this is a thing own. where I guess because Matt Rife made a domestic violence joke, it means he's he hates women. My criticism of the joke is it was like a street joke. Like it wasn't a strong joke to open a special with. It was a joke you like that you would hear in the Sopranos, like something like older guys sit around telling, you know, like I to- I already told her twice. That's sort of a joke. So that would be my criticism of the joke. It doesn't mean Matt Rife hates women. It meant he wanted to expand his audience a little bit, do something edgier, I guess. Now, you could say like, oh, that wasn't for me. But this idea now that Matt Rife hates women because he made a joke. Again, here's the funny thing is they're all calling it a joke. And some of them will say like a quote joke by a quote comedian. But it's like no one thinks it was a rally, right? So what are you actually <laughs> criticizing him for? You know, you, no one thinks this was a TED talk. Yes, it's obvious he doesn't hate women. He clearly hates comedy, but he doesn't hate women. <laughs> yeah, if you want to accuse him of anything, but yes. I don't think he hates women. Audience, because we know you can't satisfy them anyways. This all started when his comedy special. Which... So this this is something they all do. Uh, and, and by they, I mean these broads on TikTok. These skirts. They've all insinuated that Matt Reif has, because he made these jokes, he has a small penis or like he can't satisfy a woman. He comes quickly. And it's like, I don't know. I get, wouldn't that be offensive to guys? Not that I would know ladies. (laughs) Wouldn't that that be offensive to some of those freaks out there? You know, those incels. Minuteman Mike. That's what they called you. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, here's the hoping that doesn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Hold on. I'm writing that down. Hold on. Give me a second. Here we go. Two hours, 25 minutes. All right. Minuteman Mike. But I'll, I'll just take Kevin Clancy's bit now on, on Instagram. But uh, yeah, no, let's keep hearing. Things he said that weren't even funny were posted on TikTok, and I started being tagged in them because everyone knows that my son is like a genius and he's really into space. I fiercely wait. Hold on, can you can you go back? Everyone's tagging you in Matt Rife's videos because they know your son is a genius. Yes, I, I, I wonder if he is also a gift. I'm sure he's a gift too. They're all gifts in this fucking family. Reading Matt Rife. To Phil. Like Matt, I have a full female audience online. Ugh. Although I like mine. I don't want the men. You can keep them. Please. I will gladly take your audience because we know you can't hey, satisfy No them problem, anyway. sister. <laughs> Yours. If that's what we're calling comedy. The things he said that weren't even funny were posted on TikTok and I started being tagged in them because everyone knows that my son is like a genius and he's really into space. I fiercely protect my child online. I'm not a family channel. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Protect. <laughs> here's my son. Here, here, here's his diet. Here's his x-rays. Here's his school. I'm protecting him by showing you everything about him. He's six. <laughs> the only reason we know he exists is because you're putting him out there. The Everyone knows he's about? a genius. I fairly protect my child by doxing them constantly <laughs> and mm. putting them online without their consent because they're not old enough to give it, basically. So right. I'm essentially molesting this child via the internet. And uh, that's how I protect my kid, <laughs> Bunny Hadea. And he's so original into space. I mean, he's not like those other kids into dinosaurs. These right. people yeah, love no. their children. There's never been a kid that has like a fucking solar system on their t-shirt it's really unique i mean what a what a mind how did al young albert einstein get there to, to like space 
people know his name, they know he likes space, they know he likes Minecraft, and that's pretty much it. Most people do not know any personal details about my child. And because of that, and because- Nor should such- they! <laughs> You're supposed to raise your kids. What are you talking about? You're you're begging them to, to know who your child is. No one would even know you had a kid if you didn't advertise it. What the fuck are you doing? She is counting down the days until the laws allow her to throw her kid in front of the camera there. Like as some sort of prop. It'd be like right now. Like I don't I don't mention my girlfriend ever on the show really. She's in the other room. If I called her in here right now and put her on Do camera it. and was like, Do it. "Guys, don't don't find out her name." All right? <laughs> I know I just brought her in here, but don't find out anything about her, okay? Internet who I know I can trust. You guys are always good people. So, I'm going to advertise this loved one of my family, make them into a public figure without their consent. And then bitch when evidently something happens. Yes. Can we talk to the skirt, Mike? Did you just offer that to us? No, I was lying. Oh, was damn for, it. For the bit I was doing. Well, one day we'd like to see a Mike and, and skirt show like Jim and Nikki. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Large audience. When I see people in person and when people see space clips, they tag me in them because they know that that's what he likes. This is the video that I posted. That's what I think every time uh, I see Neil deGrasse Tyson on a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Bunny Hadea is six-year-old, of course. That's <laughs> the first thought that enters my mind. Yes, we just proved string theory. Get that six-year-old on the phone. <laughs> we can let him know right away. Do with the stars, man. Just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't, doesn't mean. Quiet, Craig. Also, and you're mean to girls. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't I'm have Craig on this episode. No. So, so that was the kid. Yes, that was the kid. It got all quiet yeah. on this clip. Oh, you know what? You know what's I really like about that clip? It definitely wasn't scripted. No, no. That kid, one hundred percent on his own, knew who Matt Rife was. Knew the offensive domestic violence joke that he told in his Netflix special and made that TikTok saying, Hey, Matt, you're mean to girls. It definitely wasn't his self indulgent mother forcing the child like a prop to be used for her little bit here so she could try and dunk on Matt Reif, who's going through a, a, a political, I mean, uh, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not political. Oh. <laughs> pop, pop culture uh, we nightmare where he's the, the the subject of scorn and ridicule that usually talks about other people or other things for views i focus my content only on me because guess what matt i'm interesting enough except just own. now when you didn't when you made a whole video talking about matt rife and your kid and tagged it and, and tagged it everywhere uh, everyone yeah. look at me and matt rife i just do yeah. content about me the only it would be like right now in this episode if I was like you know guys I only talk about myself I don't talk about anyone else, <laughs> like you just made a whole video ridiculing someone and then using your kid as a prop. How are you going to say you don't talk about anyone? Yes, well I think they talk about these deep social psychological issues on the recess play- playground yard. These six year olds. This is not mother infused. These are these sure. new kids, Gen- Generation Y or whatever they are. They're crazy, man. I also didn't pay for my looks. So that's not really what people follow me for. If you look to the video on here, you can see that all the comments were like, oh my god, he's so smart, he's so cute. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Girl pa- you, he's not tagged in it. I have no connection with him, and it was posted on a Netflix page. While you clearly took a lighthearted video and turned it into fighting with a six-year-old, let's talk about the comments that you said about me. This is my IG where he left 
the comment, okay? Do I look like I don't even show my body? For you to assume that every single woman online makes money by showing their bodies, which like, if that's what you do, girl, do you. Like, love it. I have never made a Ugh. single dollar. So everything every, everything Matt Reif has responded with is like a joke. And yeah. she is just taking it seriously just so she can make this angry video shitting on him, basically. It's crazy. Like, Matt Reif hasn't gotten any funnier. His special was like, whatever. It was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't enjoy it particularly. But it was like, whatever. I probably wouldn't have talked about it. And what these people have done on TikTok is like make me and other comedy fans defend Matt Reif. Because yes. the outrage has been so disproportionate. Yes, yes. Vocal fry, Karen. Do not make me like Matt Reif. Do not. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely nuts. The the anger that she has. Well, I, 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 I'm Hold lying. On, Mike. She doesn't have. Hold on, Mike. Anger, but... I I got it. I got it. This is a psyop from Matt Reif. Matt Reif hired this lady because he knows he needs PR. This is from a PR company. They hired this lady to make Matt Reif look good. This is the only explanation. That's what a lot of people think. And I just don't know if people are calculated enough to figure that out and nail it. You know what I mean? Like the, I, like a lot of people think that Matt Reif told that joke in order to create outrage. That joke was so tame in my opinion. Like, like I said, the criticism of it would be it's from the 1930s essentially. But the joke to me was so mild. I don't think he could have predicted there would be this reaction to it. No, no. Oh, hey, look at this. I got a text from Craig. Apparently he's watching. Hi, Craigers. Uh, the kid. He said, Jupiter does have rings. Kid's dumb as hell. Craig's always watching the kiddos. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true text I got from Craig right now. He's watching? He's Why watching. He be here? Well, am I not doing a good enough job for you, Mike? Well, you're doing a fantastic job, uh, Hackride, but I, I don't understand what he's because doing. Also, it's great are... that he pipes up. Like, he tries to act like it's all a joke. Like, oh, I hate that Mike's making these jokes. And yet the one time he pops up is when a six-year-old is on screen. Well, they must have given them phones back in rehab. So, Craig's using his time great. He's watching you. Good. Thank you, buddy. All right, here's the last part. It's female, 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 female. And a little bit of the gays and nays. You can't accept the fact that Ugh. people may like women. Do you stick to circle jerking? Ooh, ooh, we know you don't have one. <laughs> nice. Now, listen, I'm, again, I'm not a Matt Reif fan, but he's gotten people to buy into his shtick, whatever he's doing. Like, he sells out theaters and arena. Like, he's doing very well just speaking on stage. So you can say a lot of that has to do with his looks. But the idea that, like, everyone hates his personality, it just can't be true. The numbers bear that out. Oh, he's the crowd work king, baby. They love him. A lot, a lot of people do like his crowd work. So he's got some yes. kind of personality. Literally, he has like the perfect like dinner party personality where you just make small talk with people and it's kind of witty, you know? Yes. He's a brunch comedian. Let's call him the brunch comedian. Yeah. So you, you get the gist of uh, this. So can we, can we go to the Daniel Tosh clip now? Yes. Because you get the gist of what she's saying. It's all the same recycled horse shit. Like, oh, quote comedian. You're not funny. You have a small dick. And everything I do is great and can't be challenged. I actually, uh, it's so funny to have a stance like, you know, everything on my channel is correct. And actually, 
I don't know who you are and I'm not using you for clout, but you do everything wrong. As a matter of fact, I guess that's what I do kind of right. It's <laughs> a good formula. It's a winning yeah. formula. Yeah. Barring 35 like in chat, baby. <laughs> she's, she's winning me over. All right. So here's um, some Tosh. This, yeah, well, this so made I, me sad. Oh my God. This made me sad. Well, so I wanted to set this up because there's part of what Tosh is saying that I understand, but what he's not taking into account is like what Matt Reif is dealing with right now or what Shane Gillis had to deal with for a few years and uh, other people like that. It's surprising to me because Daniel Tosh was like under fire. He was, you know, canceled in a way. Now he kept his career. So I guess that's the perspective he's coming from, but this was him talking on uh, his new podcast, Tosh show with um, uh, what's this woman's name? Rosie. I'm forgetting. Costa, Rosie, Rosie Costa, or something like that. Um, yeah, it works. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Good. What's uh, What's your feeling on cancellation? I think it's great. Cancel people. I think people deserve it. And I, and you know, obviously, it's not a real thing where like, the, the, oh, your livelihood is gone. Yeah. Uh, but I, as someone who's done things and said horrible things constantly. Uh, I, I've had backlash and I deserve it. There, there has to be consequences. And yeah. I also don't think that there's a problem with evolving and, and like, oh, I used to be able to say this and now I can't. Well, fine. Good. That's yeah. a, I'm okay with that. I like the opportunity for people to evolve and to change, but it seems like people are more interested in the like lashing out and sort of ridiculing as opposed to giving people the opportunity to change and yeah. tone, so to speak. I mean, I don't know that I've ever changed because of anything, but I, I'm also just thankful that like no ex-girlfriend wrote a big article and it got published about me. I've, you know, no, you know what? I'm happy. That's great. That means I've had pretty good solid relationship. It's also sad though, because I think like, Oh, no girl ever thought to do that. Right. You feel a little left out. Nah, kind of. So I like, the end, he's kind of fucking around. But the, the idea that, like, because his career or his livelihood didn't get taken away, it's just not true because what happens is, like, yeah, Tosh was fine. He apologized and, like, went through the right steps. And then you could look at, like, Shane Gillis, who lost his job with SNL. But, like, I guess ultimately his career is fine. Now he's bigger than ever. He's doing great. He's one of the biggest comedians in the world. What Tosh is forgetting is two things. A he's not relating to the part of Shane's career where he wasn't a sex successful comic yet. And articles were being published about him that had him in the same picture as like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby. And we're like, these are all men that have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, some of these are different than others, you know? Hmm. And that, that part of like people's lives, you're not considering when like, the court of public opinion is out there. So they're doing everything they can, you know, finding Shane's family or all that kinds of shit, because that didn't happen to Daniel Tosh. doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But the other thing he's not thinking of is just people with a job that post something on Facebook and lose that job because it doesn't line up. I think Carl said, uh, what's his name? Doug from, uh, who's right. Is that mean Doug? Yes. Doug from who's right. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I think he just lost his job because they found something he said on, on his podcast and they fired him for it. So it's like, yeah, th there are legitimate people. And hopefully you're good at enough of what you do. Like, here's where Tosh is wrong. His logic is wrong. Tosh is good enough at what he does to overcome that. Not everyone is, unfortunately. So maybe yes. that's Tosh's, Tosh's message. So 
I think philosophically, I just don't agree with him really. But I think there's something to be said for like, particularly in comedy, if you have an audience and you're funny enough, you do overcome that. But Tosh is acting like it doesn't exist in any realm of the world. And that's not true. Now, what also kind of annoyed me is the other end of this, where it's like, I saw the outkick, like, uh, outkick, the coverage was writing on it. And, uh, it's not even called that anymore. Is it? It's just outkick, I think. But like, uh, whatever right wing, like blogs and, and sites were writing about it. And they take it to the point where it's like, they now want to cancel, cancel Tosh for what he said. And they want him attacked. And it's like, well, that, it's kind of doing the opposite. You're, you're proving his point because nothing's happening to him. You know, right. that's where it gets I, into I, a weird cycle. Yes. I, I think that uh, they have a good point. And, and that obviously Tosh was a very, you know, a, a comedian that had a lot of people throwing things at a lot of them. So it's sort of his responsibility not to pull that ladder up when he's done. Say, Nope, I had it. Fuck all you down there. So I understand yeah. that because you know, hair plug point oh, you did this too. You were, yeah. you were on the cutting edge of this shit, and now you're just like, oh, fuck everyone. I, I just think you have a responsibility to comedy, not to anyone, but to comedy, to leave that lane open for people, not block yeah. it down. And Pat Oswalt said something where it's like, I get his perspective. This is years ago. Pat Oswalt said, like, you know, th- there's, it's good to have boundaries on comedy because you just have to, like, evolve and work within the rules and all that kind of stuff. What Pat Oswalt's forgetting is if, like, if there were cell phones when he was a 23-year-old comic and someone just filmed him and then years later when he got King of Queens released that video, well, then he'd be fucked. Because then shit he was just working on that wasn't funny yet would be out there. And that's what a lot of these guys forget, I think, is when you jump on someone like, there's a chance, luckily Shane's funny enough and had an audience already of people that would support him no matter what. Right. that he was able to overcome the SNL thing. But a lot of people, it's like, that would have happened and you would have just never heard from them again. And you oh. would say, remember the racist guy that SNL fired, the guy that hates Asians? And you would just think that about him because you never saw any of his other work and that's how they'd be labeled forever and they just wouldn't get a, a, another opportunity. Shane is lucky in the sense that he doesn't have to rely on um, networks or anyone other than his own fans. Like, he could just keep working clubs and people would pay to go see him. And now he got big enough that Netflix and other outlets are working with him. So he was able to tell people to fuck off, but people that are smaller don't have that luxury necessarily. So so take this to another world of art. Imagine if we had to only listen to bands, first albums, they could never evolve, never do anything other than what they sounded like in the first step. That would rob us of so much good music and so much good art. So yes, let people evolve and Tosh, like your, your comedy was crap in the beginning too, probably like a guy like you opening that door and keeping it open for him would have helped you. Now you're just shutting it behind him saying, cancel his ass. I mean, I would never cancel Tosh because again, that that's exactly what we're arguing against, but Tosh, come on, man. Right. You know? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a, what Tosh is kind of ignoring is there's a world where Tosh makes the joke he did years ago. And for anyone that doesn't remember it's uh Tosh was telling like making some joke about rape or that had rape involved in the joke. And someone, some woman stood up and started preaching about how that's wrong and you're not allowed to say that. And Tosh said, wouldn't it be funny if she just got raped right now? And that was Hey-o. the, as I explain it, it doesn't sound great. But Tosh got a lot of shit for it. What Tosh is ignoring is that like Comedy Central could have pulled the plug on him and no one works with him again. That's a scenario that has happened before, you know? 
Yeah, we should play that Tosh clip. Uh, let's let's take that Tosh clip back in time and play it for Tosh. I bet he would not be happy with that Tosh clip. Right. That, that's the thing. He's like, Tosh might say, like, hey, I, you know, I evolved. I'm not that guy anymore. I shouldn't be held accountable for what I did in that moment. Now, again, Tosh is lucky enough that he has an audience that likes him. Like, he's a funny guy. Uh, so I think he's always going to be able to at least sell out stand-up dates if that's what he wants to do or have his own podcast. Like, people will still listen. But there's a lot of people that coming up that don't have that benefit. Like I'm, I'm sure I've said shit years ago. Here's the, th- here's the funny thing when people say, oh, like, tell me where Mike, tell me where, tell me the time. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing too, is like, should I tweeted a week ago? If you read it back to me, I might be like, I might cringe. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or if I heard audio from this show <laughs> six I? months ago, yeah, no, I? Every, exactly. everything I do is cringe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great example too, where it's like, you know, if you hold people accountable for everything they say always, even though it didn't offend people in the moment, that's where it gets tricky and that we're never going to get out. I do think we are breaking out of that a little bit. I don't Me think too. the cancel culture stuff is as prevalent as it was even three years ago. But for Tosh to say it doesn't exist, I think is a little closed-minded. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Mike, do you want to get to some uh, of our last Super Chats here? Yeah, let's do some Super Chats and close up shop here. What do you say? Oh, i got a few here uh, from Dang Lizard, 5 Euro. Cardiff didn't want to answer my question. So now I dox his private picture with my avatar. He works for Hasbro. Yes, and it is a picture of a... Oh, no, it's Mr. Potato Head. They doxed Cardiff. Sorry, <laughs> oh, Cardiff. No, he's a Sorry, good man. Tim. Don't do that. By the way, we never mentioned Tim Dransky. The name... Did you hear about that? Tim Dransky, said, the name? I said Tim. I jokingly said Tim Electric, but I forgot what that full name was. Yeah, no, it's Tim Dransky, and it was like a... You, you take the words out, and it's trans dad kid. And so... <laughs> The person actually <laughs> is amazing. Whoever did that, I heard you on Carl's show. You're amazing. I never realized. That's the, that's the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of I the guy's think- name. Ted, Ted Daniels in uh, Shutter Island. <laughs> Maybe just yes. re- rearrange the letters. That's very funny. Ex- exactly. All right. So here we go. Dennis Michaels, $5. Oh, I'm not going to like this. This is somehow more boring than Opie's podcast and more offensive what? than Anthony's Twitter. Uh, we we find the needle there. <laughs> how, how, how could we, we be boring? It be more offensive. Boring and offensive. We, we have done something no one's ever done. That is amazing. All right. All right. For a Joe Black, $1.99. Merry Christmas. One, four, three brothers. One, four, three back to you. Joe Black, I love you too. Thank you, buddy. Sal Governelli. And then we have one more. And that is a gifted one blind mic membership from Magnesium Linoleum. And you can oh. gift memberships here at Blind Mike Project. Just go to the top of the chat and click the uh, link up there. That will take you to uh, memberships turn it on that you want gifted memberships and then some lucky rich asshole will give you one that's how it works that's how christmas works santa's a rich guy right that's how it works that's right yes welcome aboard folks to any new members we appreciate you you can also join at uh that's where the links to our patreon and uh, youtube are easy way to find it and uh, as well as all the free links whether it be spotify apple uh, Google, wherever you get podcasts, links for the Blind Mike Project, Why Are You Laughing, and Who Are These Socials Up There, Who Are These Socials I Do Every Thursday at 6 with Carl on his YouTube channel, and uh, Why Are You Laughing comes out on YouTube. It comes out Wednesday night for the rest of you, uh, Thursday morning, and then um, this week we're doing uh, Opie versus Jim, so recycled crap, as Cardiff says, and then we've got uh, top 10 comics, of or top 10 stand-up specials of 2023. That's coming at you over the Christmas break, as well as comics to watch in 2024. So check those out on Why Are You Laughing. Blindmike.net is where you can get all that stuff. Uh, Electra Fry, thank you for joining us. She got she dropped off a little bit ago. Something's <laughs> going on with her internet. 
fucking left. But, I was going to say, it's nice to have a woman in the family now, you know? Well, yes, we got another super chat. Hold on here real quick. Uh, for Dennis Michaels. That was about Jim's show, not yours. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I thought he was talking about us. Oh. Oh, it, it, it's boring and offensive. That's Jim's show. You. That's what they should Thank call you, it. Dennis. Boring and offensive. Oh, actually, that's... Okay. Yeah, now I'm kind of on board. Now I get what Dennis Michaels is saying. Now that he's taking me out of it. Yes. Yes. Good job, Dennis Michaels. We like that. And also, you, Craig, Craig, we are hoping and praying for you, Craig. Shock treatments are dangerous, but hopefully, hopefully effective for your specific proclivities. Let's oh, yeah. get rid of those. That yeah, you guys should check out the next episode of Rubbed Out. It's actually about Craig and his litany of uh, you know, <laughs> misgivings. So check out Rubbed Out and VeryGoodShow.org. And uh, Merry Christmas to all you guys. We'll be back with. We'll have plenty of stuff going up. We have a special treat for you over New Year's Eve. Which, by the way, David Collins was great on your show. I don't oh, know who he was. I don't know who he was on with. That was. <laughs> David Collins. <laughs> that was that was something, but, but I thought David Collins was very funny. Uh, you don't hit home runs without big swings, Mike. I suppose that's true. Yeah. So check out uh, David Collins on Hack Rides show, and uh, go subscribe to Hack Rides YouTube and all of that. And um, yeah, we got something coming up with David Collins at the end of the year, so keep an eye out for that. All right, we appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of that. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel because we'll be uploading plenty of stuff. But this is the last time we'll be with you live. So I appreciate all of you. Thanks for the support this year. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you guys. Yes. And thank you, Blind Mike, for being a great boss this year. Hey, thank you, buddy. Thanks for, oh, thanks for joining. Hack Ride is new this year. So thank you, buddy. Yes, yes. And our numbers are way up. Been. Yes, way up. Numbers way up. Let's all right, buddy. Here, huh? See you later. The Blind Mike Show is over. Time to go. Show is over, time to go.